Well, I mean, we could see. Here's the thing: is that you don't uh, you don't edit every episode, right? And all all someone needs is a little bit of time and a mission, and they'd be able to get you to say anything. So, right? No, I no, I know. Well, they could do that even with the cut stuff we have. Just about, <laughs> I'm sure. Like anything that makes it out on the internet, probably get us. Well, not get any of us fired. My voice but. is my password. Please identify <laughs> me. Oh, Jesus, a sneakers reference. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> hey, we got an opening. All right. In the beginning, there was snafu, and it was good. <laughs> and then we all this rest This later deemed to be a bad idea, but we'll go through with it anyway. <laughs> that, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. nice little Douglas Adams reference there. Well yes. Done. Ah, someone caught it. Thank you. Yeah, Pat's I, on a roll tonight with the references, yes. man. Sneakers, Douglas Adams, you're killing it. Sneakers, yeah. That's I don't that's know if that's Sunday night. It. I've had a good weekend to rest. Snafu. Situation normal. All, all fouled up. This is Snafu. All right, welcome to another episode of Snafu. I'm your host, Rick. With me tonight is the whole gang. Uh, say hi, Dale. Hey, everyone. Uh, Pat. Evening, or afternoon, depending when you're listening, I guess. Uh, we can't time shift this for everyone. And then Jeff. Ooh. Probably I'm not a frosty beer, but that's my guess. Seeing the Hopefully picture from it's a switch to a diet Mountain Dew <laughs> sounded like <laughs> ding ding ding. Like that's a, the winner. Yeah, nice. sounded like a diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> I did see the picture from last night. It's like uh, your your friends giving thing, and I'm like, Jesus, you guys drank like 18 diet or Mountain Dews amongst the two of you yeah, in the we, one corner. <laughs> we killed the hell out of that. That was a yeah. problem. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they don't drink beer or wine; they just drink Mountain Dew. Yeah, that's very accurate. very gamerish. All right. Well, we're uh, we're post post Operation Snafu, so we're all probably getting more sleep, right? Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. I'm not as stressed about the shit you guys aren't getting done. So. Well, fair. <laughs> you know, now you don't care about it. You won't care about it again for like another six months, and then you'll start caring again. Yeah. We'll, we'll give you we'll give you four months before we worry. About oh, all right. Four months. Next. All right. Okay. Wonderful. Well, so yeah, so we did. Uh, so Pat, you ran Recon Rumble, and uh, we we all chipped in on Operation Snafu uh, this last couple weeks. It's been two weeks now? It's kind of blurred after that. Two weeks that. ago. Two weeks ago already. Yeah, yeah because we had the whole stuff. holiday. Yeah, and... oh, that's right. There's a holiday in there. And yep. Yep, yep, that that does help. So, um, yeah, I, I think we're just going to forego hobby at this point because I think I took a break. I don't know about you guys. Probably not. None of you guys no. take breaks. No. Yeah, exactly. No. I've done more hobby since snafu than i had in like the six months leading up to it oh my god you're freaking killing me (laughs) well if you don't count world of warcraft as a hobby and i wasn't so (laughs) got a point yeah it's a hobby but it's not a very constructive like you don't get anything painted in return for it no it's just time spent with my wife yeah that counts that's 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 good for something relationship building you guys should try it out i recommend it yeah, if I can get my wife to Dale's rep wow. grinding his wife. It's all good. It is. Oh, <laughs> I'm getting close to exalted. Um, <laughs> the uh, the interesting thing was on Friday I got a text from my wife, and I've been I since Snafu, 
I've been trying to like do something related to this hobby, miniatures, bolt action, that kind of thing, every night. You know, just try to get something done. And on Friday, she texted me. She's like, I miss you. We need to do something together. So I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> I still got a little bit of hobby done that night, which is cool. Very nice. Okay. Thanks. So didn't you actually, like, go back to the site of Operation Snafu then? Yeah, the yeah that the that closet. hotel is is near where we live, and we really like that place. And so I just picked up a room there, and she likes to sit and watch television in the hotel for some reason. And I took the um, the Soviet book, and then the German soldier versus Soviet soldier from Osprey Publishing, and read through that while she was watching. I don't even know what it was. So Fun. just doing a little bit of research for um, an upcoming project. So. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So let's start, I guess, Thursday night. That's where it all started for most of you. I stopped in for a second, but basically set up on Thursday night. Yeah. Thursday night we set up and I was settling in for the long haul. I was afraid it was going to be like three hours of setup, but we had a <laughs> uh, Pim who was obviously in town early from across the pond, so to speak, and then some other small rivers and stuff. Uh, and uh, one of our clubmates came down and the setup was like went really fast i thought i think we were done in like less than an hour that's about right jeff it was really quick yeah yeah i i think i i think you texted me at like uh i think it was eight thirty, nine o'clock you're like are you coming and i'm like i figured you guys would still be working on stuff but yep. as it was that that was totally fine i mean that meant i didn't have to do any extra work so yep. like you just handed off the packets and the and the table tent stuff and you guys called it a night so a special thanks to uh, Pim and Eric for helping us do that setup. That was awesome, guys. Thank you. Yep. I'm going to throw in my wife came in and helped set up some of my tables, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> cool. Yeah, you and guys I, went I, to I learned, a, I learned a great trick is if you take a picture of your setup table and print it off and put it in there, then you can just hand it to anybody, and they're going to get pretty close to setting it up. So there's a there's a pro tip for you. Yep. Yeah. It's like we've run T, we've been TOs for longer than we really have been. I think we've learned from some experts in the field. Yeah, stand on the shoulders of uh, giants and semi-giants. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so that's and, and some of you are still taller than me, even when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's Thursday. I mean, nothing spectacular there. I think we all kind of called it as soon as we were done. Once you guys got all your stuff done, I dropped my stuff off, and you guys all took off, and we all left and went home for the night. And then... Friday morning is what? What happened Friday? Friday we did the uh, Recon Rumble. Sweet. So this, was, this was that small 700.8 order dice. Uh, basically, armored platoon without allowing you to have tanks. Or majors or a bunch of other stuff right. too, right? Or no no, no artillery. Basically anything that yeah. you had to stuff that was mobile. And the kind of inspiration right. was taken from... Uh, I think Jeff had run a, one of the campaign, one of our little campaign things, where it was just kind of like, uh, like a scouting mission, and basically, if it couldn't fit in a truck, you couldn't bring it with you. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the theme for putting that together, and the, the concept was just kind of fast, quick games, and the scenarios were written to move pretty fast, and they're only ninety minutes, ninety minutes long. Yeah, which we'll get into <laughs> it in a minute, but. So, like, I saw this format rolling around in other places, too, at the same time. Was that something you came up with and, like, 
people copied or was this something that we kind of had seen around? Because I, like, I know I saw it somewhere else. I've seen different styles of it. Like uh, Adepticon does what they call combat patrol. Um, but they, there's a still different, uh, depending which year you go, they kind of changed it up a little bit. I think, uh, Jeremy Williams, the one who runs that stuff out there. Um, and I forget what his format is this year, but yeah, basically the, the whole concept is you, your small, fast moving force trying to just take care of stuff quickly. It's meant to, they're meant to be short tournaments instead of, you know, the all day long sort of thing. Like another one that's Adepticon this year is six hours from like 5.30 to 11.30 at night. Jeez. Hmm. Okay. And that's... The only reason I asked is like I saw almost like... And I'm pretty sure it was the identical format on Facebook. Like, so I'm guessing that that came from us. Because somebody was... I won't call it complaining, but just asking what people thought of the format. And it was not someone I recognized. That's why I was asking. Because I'm like, like... I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is just straight Recon Rumble. And I didn't know if this is something you had dreamt up or... Like you've you've derived from something, I suppose. But okay. Well, well, the one thing I did is is had the everyone must have a ride or forward deploy, yep. and that was just taken out of the sure. tank wars. Right. I don't think the other type formats have necessarily had that particular requirement in there. Okay, cool. And the main reason was I was trying to really kind of push people into taking those armored transports and then throwing that bonus rule in there, saying that small arms didn't do pins to guys riding in armored transports, which is which we like, which is pretty yes. rad actually. I think that should be. A new rule. Intent. <laughs> to anyone that might be listening edition. to us. Yeah. If it comes, we'd love to see it. All right. So let's let's go through the scenario. So you guys, well, when you guys set up, you didn't set up all the tables. There were some hidden tables for Operation Stanfu that weren't out. So, uh, yep. So we kind of kept it uh, just to the outsides of the, of the room for the day. Uh, and Jeff graciously let me play in, play in the whole thing <laughs> instead of having to, like, switch off or ringer <laughs> one way or the other. Um, so I, yeah, so I got to play in this thing, which was, which yes. was actually really fun. So uh, let's, let's walk through the scenarios then because the scenarios actually were pretty, were, were fun, I, I would say. I had a good time with all of them. Well, good. Uh, the first one we did, this one I kind of uh, made up and, changed off of what something Jeff had done that we were on a snafu last year and this year. Uh, so when I titled it, they called it Atmospherics, and I had found on Thingiverse some little uh, paratrooper, little transmission station type things that they used in World War II that I think was done by Dewey Cat. I imagine I seem to gravitate towards a lot of his stuff since it's pretty cool. Printed off a bunch of those. I had two per table, and they're about 18 inches apart on the center line. And you had to be in contact with that in order to get like uh, victory points during the during the round. So you got one point if you're head unit in contact with it at the end of round two, two points at the end of round four, and four points at the end of the game, which would be round six. Hmm. Okay. So it's kind of a you know uh, I kind of broke it up so I can't do it through a little uh, story behind it. Uh, paratroopers are en route, and the weather is making it difficult to identify the terrain. They'll be relying on the signal beacons in this area. Troops nearby will have to manually activate the transmitters while there's a break in the conditions. Timing will be critical. So that's kind of where, like, you know, at round two, the conditions were right. You could get part of your transmission off, and they could zero in. So that was kind of the little story I kind of built up behind that. So I do also want to point out, just so I thought of it right now, that we had to do a Swiss pairing format for that this year because we had 
uh, two Axis players due to drops. We had all the Axis players basically <laughs> dropped. Yeah. And it seemed really unfair to just really hammer on those guys. <laughs> I mean, we had a couple Soviets, and we had some guys who said, ah, you know, I can switch too if you want to. And I'm like, you know what, let's just let's just do best versus best and see what happens. So yeah, we did change quite, up the uh, format a little bit. Quite honestly, three guys switching sides would have probably not been enough to, anyway, so... Well, it would have been kind of close, I guess. It would have been kind of well, kind of close, and we could have thrown Jeff's German list in there too. There you go. Yeah, instead of my Americans, it could have been Germans very easily. But Jeff and I really wanted you to play Rick. <laughs> I could have played with the Germans. It probably would have been better. <laughs> Quite honestly. Yeah, well, how did one, you end it, up doing? Uh, one in one in two, one win, two losses. <laughs> that the, if anything was not a Buffalo, it would have been just fine because that go, Buffalo Rick, you, you finished much... seven out of ten. All right, that's better than expected. The only win I got off of, and sorry, Brian, but it was against the Norwegians. So, (laughs) who who didn't finish last? I would just like to point out. That's That's good. I'll say about that. Okay. Well, who finished first? That's that's the important part of that one. I like. Well, well, let's go through the scenarios instead. Yeah, let's let's not gild the lily all the way on that one. Yeah. Fair. All right. So we're. So that was scenario one. Uh, and then with scenario two, this one is a modified one that one of our listeners had sent to me. He said, it's just kind of a fun one, so don't really think of it's competition. I said, well, let's look at this and see if we can make a competition. Uh, I titled this one, Those Aren't Duds, and I had I had uh, gotten some bombs from Dewey Cat, I'm sure, little uh, thingiverse, little bombs in a crater that I printed off, two of them per table, and those were the objectives. These were bombs, and the the narrative behind this was Intel has discovered that a proximity bomb fuses were lost during transportation. Your team has been tasked with disabling the bombs and recovering the proximity fuses. So these two were set up along the center line. They were only 12 inches apart. This is going to be a pretty serious engagement one. Uh, you had to have a dismounted unit in contact, base contact with the objective, and they had to pass a fire order, regardless if they had pins or not. And if they did, then they 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 got the fuse, and then they could, you know, move away or hand it off once to another unit. If they failed, then it went off with a four-inch HE placed over the center of the objective. So whoever was around that took a four-inch uh, pie plate to the face, Ouch. which I did see happen at least once. So I was pretty excited well, about that. So this is where the buffalo killed me, by the way. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, so I'm playing Luke and his Germans. And I move the buffalo up to contest both of them, and I'm going to unpile guys, like, literally the next turn. Oh, I can see where the server is going. Yeah, and and I literally, one pin, one pin on the the damn thing. And it decides to (coughs) test and then runs away. So it backs up, whatever, nine inches. I had run it the first turn, backed it up nine inches, and I'm like, well, it's not going to do that again, right? So I didn't pile the guys up like I should have. (laughs) <laughs> did it again literally backed it up to the freaking table edge again and by this time luke had already grabbed both of them and hid them behind a train car and i couldn't get anywhere near them it was really fun <laughs> i was like no it's not possible that it'll do it twice sure mm-hmm. shit it did so i that i'm like i got nothing luke just you shouldn't shouldn't put all your guys in one buffalo no, and I and I didn't. The, you, the, you did that in some testing too, and kind of had yeah. that same or similar result. So, so the way I was running it, I had two units in the buffalo and one unit in the truck, 
and wherever the small team stuff went, wherever it fit, it didn't really matter. That was just more kind of like what I, where I thought I was going to need it when, Mm -hmm. but, um, so yeah, I needed to have two units in the truck because they both wouldn't fit in the, or they would, sorry, I'd have two units in the duck because, or the Buffalo, because it wouldn't both fit inside the truck. Sure. So I had to figure that out. But anyway, so yeah, the truck would come, the truck came up, but by, by that point, the duck, the, the Buffalo backed away. So I was like, well, okay, this one unit is going to do what? And so he got out and then they got their face melted by a bunch of Germans with LMGs and stuff. And so I didn't like, I tried to contest it and it was just not enough. So it was, uh, it was well played on his part, figuring out how to do it without, um, you know, he used snap to action to get his both of the, I think both of them away within relative ease. So yeah, it is what it is. But anyway, yes, yeah, so that was my experience with scenario two. Yeah, yeah, that was the one thing that once per turn you could pass the fuse to another friendly unit that was one inches away, but you had had a chance of it uh, blowing up and doing D three hits to both units. But and that was, you know, that was that was kind of my thought on getting it away faster. Although some people read between the lines and were like, "Well, hey, it says unit. It doesn't say infantry unit." So they're throwing it to their cav unit and they're throwing it on their <laughs> transport. And I'm like. <laughs> That's why it says unit, but that's not fair. No, he's just going to hide the rest of the game. I said, you shouldn't have let him get it. <laughs> yeah, kind of what exactly would happen. So it is what it is. And I, no matter what happened or what I did, it wasn't going to change anything in that game. Like, everything decided to go pear-shaped on me. I was like, yep, that was a good win for him. Sure. And I and he was my best uh, best game opponent, or best vote for the best game of the week. And we usually keep it a secret, but never mind. I guess. I don't, I don't know. Luke, no, Luke was Luke is an awesome guy. I like playing against him. It was a it was a good game, and he knew he knew like. If that was your favorite game, that's cool. Yeah. No, it was. Well, it, your it favorite sucked. game is the one where your buffalo backed up. Well, that's every game. Well, I guess it's tough. That's <laughs> tough to pick out of those. Right. Could so be, I, yeah. I think I think there's some fine tuning that can be done with the scenario. This is the first time I, I you know ran it live, and there were some people who had some serious heartburn, and some people who laughed hysterically the whole time. I thought it was great, and you know, uh, actually, oddly enough, that was one of the tables that had the had the bomb blow up, and like both units were really close to it, and they each got lost, like a whole bunch of guys, and got pins everywhere, and like that was great. That was just freaking cool. Like, well, good. I wish more of them had blown up. Maybe next time it'll have to you have to take a test at a minus three or something just to. <laughs> Just to try and get more of them to blow up. Well, I, you know, whenever the easy way moves. to... Yeah, whenever just, it moves is the easier switch. Just whenever well, the bomb moves, it's going to take a test. Cause well, the thing is, is that you're not you're not taking the bomb. You're removing the proximity fuse from make it. Them, so just, make them take the bomb. Make them take the bomb, sure. Yeah. S- screw taking the fuse. You want the whole yeah. thing. Set them up the bomb. Yeah, it's like a I mean, couple of prototypes like we need the science yeah i mean why does it make any more sense than when you pass it off it blows up well because that's still there's so there's actually (laughs) an explosion that detonates the main fuse in a bomb is is how they work right right no i understand how a bomb works but i'm saying why like like why why is it that when they move it doesn't matter but when you hand it to someone else because if it's not the bomb it's still just the fuse like it's a primer but it still blows someone up i guess but wouldn't be the same size just make them take the bomb all right, and then they can only move like uh, three inches. Well, no, <laughs> if they move more than X inches, that way it takes them longer to get away. But they right. can risk going farther, 
you know, at um, at a chance to get away more quickly, but there's that increases the likelihood that it might uh, prematurely detonate. Hang on, I'm getting a pen. This is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> for every for every inch they move, it's minus one on the on the roll, or plus one on the roll, whichever way you want to go. There They're going to be crawling the way, their way away <laughs> with it. That. Well, well, I'm pretty sure you're not going to throw it in a truck or a cab unit and go running away then, are you? Probably not, unless they have really good suspension. But I hear most World War II trucks did not have suspension. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they did, but I don't think they did. Uh, no. Can't imagine they were very comfortable. No. <laughs> Getting a little jostled in the back there. All right, so that's scenario two. That was scenario two. Uh, and then scenario three was... Uh, this was envelopment, except for I turned the deployment zones 90 degrees, so you went short edge to short edge. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just basically envelopment. Uh, and then, and so the thought going is when this was going to be, you know, red versus blue, is that whatever side was winning was going to have to be the attacker on this one, because mm-hmm. this kind of scenario does favor the defender quite a bit. So it was a, a point, a, a chance for the two sides to get closer, but that didn't happen. Who knows? It might happen again. It is one of my more favorite serious scenarios to play. Uh, I call it Battle Through the Pass, named after anyone who's remembered playing Warhammer Fantasy. That was one of the big things they had. Uh, the intel secure. It's time to get information home. Unfortunately, there's a pocket of enemy troops between you and your relative safely. Fight your way around or through them. So that yeah. was scenario three. All right. Mm-hmm. Which was fun for me as well. <laughs> no, I mean it was. I won't say. It was. I so I played uh, delete Jace. sarcasm button. Go. <laughs> yeah, right. It's been a long weekend, guys. Sorry. Um, no, so I ended up playing Jason Myers uh, from what is it? Battlefield North. Is that what is uh, the what he yeah, does? I think that's what right. think? Yeah, that sounds yep, right. Yep. Um, in his Italians, and of course the Italians get some special rules in an attack, attack defender scenario. So he ended up getting a defender, and that made it for a very difficult fight. And again, my Buffalo backed up, I think, twice that game. So I like awesome. literally feed, like feeding my army piecemeal to people was really fun, and it was like the it was the theme of the weekend or the theme of Friday at least. Just basically, here have my truck, oh, and then my units. I think it did kill his tank, but that's the only thing I killed. So you couldn't Ooh. have had a tank. No, his auto blinda. Sorry, his armor car. Yeah, there you go. Like, yeah. wait a minute, I didn't see a tank. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> didn't definitely did not have a tank. It it felt like a tank when you're like, I can't do anything over here to save my life. But yeah, basically, it didn't. Well, get armor a cars unit. are supposed to feel like tank in that format. Oh, and it, it 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 scared me a lot, and I took care of it as quick as I could. But it was literally the only thing I was able to do to basically break through his lines. I was so. surprised how very few people took anti-tank rifles. I mean, this is like the prime scenario for anti-tank rifles. The heaviest armor you're going to see on the board is an 8+, plus, and that would be very rare. Yeah. Because well, anti-tank rifles are great transport blower-uppers. Yeah. I just mm. wonder how many people actually have them painted, and that's maybe why they didn't take them. I don't know. I took a bazooka. A bazooka is a lot more expensive, but... That that would wreck a transport as well. <laughs> it, wrecks, it, it wrecks things when it hits it. Yeah, no, it does yeah. do it does does the job just fine. So you're supposed to take two on a jeep, I hear. Yeah, I, I would have been hot if I had remembered to like paint them or something. I don't know if they use those in 
the specific. They did the, not. No. Yeah, I was gonna say to the best of my knowledge. Yeah, it doesn't seem like something that they would be like. Dude, a jeep would get stuck in there. Like, drive it ten feet and be like stuck in the muck somewhere. So. Yeah. Okay. So. So that was the scenarios. We had one other. You know, other than your victory conditions and scenarios, we had some secondary objective cards, which I had alluded to. Uh, and with these, where you had five of them for the three games, and you at the beginning, of the, before the first turn, you chose one of the five, and you put it face down on the table, and your opponents did the same thing, and you were attempting to get that secondary objective of that game. Whether you succeeded or failed, you couldn't ever attempt that one again. And if you succeeded on it, you got the two or three points, depending on what it was. So, and for Recon Rumble, they were uh, charge, execute at least three assault orders that would get you two points. Mm -hmm. uh, grenades in the top, destroy an armored open top vehicle in an assault, would get you two points. Uh, halt reinforcements, destroy a transport with troops on board, would get you another two points. And then we've got lead from the front. Have your officer at the end of the game within 12 inches of the appointment, uh, opponent's table edge. And the last one, sorry, that was three points. And then the last one also worked three points was take them alive. And that's win an assault against a, an opponent, opponent's officer. So these were, you know, when you have three games, and you, even though you still have major win, major loss scenarios, you need something else to kind of make up the difference for the people who seem to gravitate towards the top. And so that's what I had. It was a little confusing at first, but I think eventually everyone figured out how to use it. Cool. Yeah, I um, I talking to some of the guys afterwards. Um, I think that idea of the secret objectives um, was really, really went off uh, super well. So I think, yeah, I like, I like that. And it also, and it's one of those things that gives each of the players agency. Um, in their games and adds that extra little bit of layer um, you know which is which is great you know so they can they can control or have a little bit more control over their own scoring and sometimes when things are just going really poorly you that one card that there objective. yeah that, that one card can kind of keep someone from walking out of a game like I just had no chance kind of a thing so that was really well well done I saw one player throwing his officer several times into, uh, it must have been like, it was a jeep or something like that. Like, tried to assault it, failed. Tried to assault it, failed. Oh. And I'm like, oh, he's going for the three. And sure enough, he did. That was like <laughs> the one thing he got. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. And you know you know what they are, but you don't necessarily know what your opponents tried before he played you or what he saved for after you. And they did have some different point variations so expect this to kind of you know increase exponentially a little bit because I think it's a, a really great uh, makeup mechanic and it's a good way to differentiate you know yeah I got three major wins yeah but did you also do this ah crap no I didn't mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I, I liked them a lot although I will say they were like icing on the cake for me as far as like hey things can go wrong and it'd be like I put my lieutenant in the buffalo, and then it decided to run away when I needed to get him into the deployment zone. <laughs> so it was like, it's like constantly, like everything that you could think would happen was like exactly the opposite. Or I think I, the first turn, the first game, the dude had, I think Brian had four trucks, three trucks, four trucks. I need a lot of trucks, and I'm like, okay, he's gonna leave a couple units in the trucks. He didn't leave a single one in the trucks, and I'm like, 
damn it, I can't shoot or kill any of your trucks with stuff inside <laughs> it anymore. You just literally emptied everything right away, like at at the edge of the table. Like you didn't wait to get out or anything. I was like, bah, that's the way it goes. So yeah, yeah, he, he must have been afraid that you might have been trying to play that objective. <laughs> it's possible that he thought of look at no, scoring here, Rex. It does, doesn't look like you uh, actually achieved any. No, I did not. No, like I said, like <laughs> I think the one, like I. Yeah, I figured I'm like, oh, I should be easily be able to kill a transport with a unit inside it. It doesn't matter what the unit is. I was hoping he'd get a unit back in the truck just so I could blow it up. But I did, won that did game. Did you go so far as to ask him? No, I didn't. Because <laughs> Brian's a good enough guy, he might have actually done that. <laughs> well, it was that was a pretty decided game. I had been able to like hold down two of the objectives pretty quickly in that one. Anyway, uh, you were on table one for that one, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was a, a tough table was for him. Dale's. Uh, was that your curse board, Dale, with all the blown-up tanks yeah. on it? Yeah, probably. Lots of people. Like, it's beautiful. It It's a it's a bugger to play on, though. There's a lot of cover in that board. But bugger? Really? What do you want me to say? A pain I, in the ass? I don't know. Sorry, I was just, I was just thrown off by the cross-cultural <laughs> slang. I, can, I, always, I think I've always said that. But anyway, yeah, I heard a couple people rumbling about how much cover it is, and I'm like, oh, deal with it. Like, Go play on the trench board. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it up. It, it evens up. It's like it's the way it works. But imagine that war isn't completely fair. Right. No. Imagine that. It, hey, no. Hang on. What was that? Yeah, exactly. War is not fair, and it's not, not supposed to be. Otherwise, they didn't have the. They didn't have a chance to ideally pick the battle where it would occur every time. Huh. Wasn't like that's like revolutionary war type stuff, though. Like that, they did try and do. Yes, and they did. They just tried to kill each other, and that was pretty much just. A bloodbath for everyone. Yeah, just, just line up and shoot at each other until the other guys stop shooting back. Right, and that is not a good choice. Anyway, that's a, that's a different <laughs> game. It's actually pre-revolutionary war, typically. Yeah, so. Yes. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, I loved them. I thought it was a really fun variant as far as different things you could do with them. So, yeah, yeah we should continue that. I think that was a, a fun thing I didn't to get do. to play in it, but I got to watch a lot of games, and it looked amazingly fun. Yeah, you posted a lot of pictures. I appreciated that, by yeah. the way. It turns out I'm really, really horrible at taking pictures of stuff that goes right. on. Right. I, I forget to take pictures because I'm busy chumming it up. So I was I was worried about taking pictures of the painted-up train we had to get back to some of our sponsors because I wanted them to, you know, like, hey, thanks for, you know, giving us the, the discount you do so that we do this kind of stuff. I want to make sure you get to see this stuff in action and going on. So because my wife had asked me, like, people at work want to know what this is. Give me some pictures of what's going on. So all I have is, like, close-ups of, like, people near a building and in a trench. She's like, is that what went on? I'm like, I'm sure Jeff will have some better ones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. All right, we want to go to results on that one? Yeah, let's do it. So this is a red versus blue, and we did have... We did do best access, no, best no, ally Swiss. as well. Sorry, Swiss. sorry, Swiss. Yeah, but we yeah, did yeah. also have best access, best ally. So really, there was of uh, the two axis of the two axis players <laughs> who actually did tie the third place ally player, but also won best painted, and that would have been Jason Meyer playing Italians. So nice. he was the best access player in there. Yeah, so he, he was so no slouch, mind yeah. you. Again, he tied the you know he tied the other ally player who came in third. So it's he was no slouch. Okay, so he was up there in the ranks. It's even though he was up there in the ranks, and then cool. the best allied player uh, was our our friend from 
way across the you tr- the tr- farthest traveler I know of that for a tournament, and that was Pim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. And he, so that was a good thing. So it was a lot of fun because he was playing the guy who won overall in the last round of the last day because they had the same points going into it, and that winner was in fact Dave Caven playing Dave his Americans. Was, uh, start of his hot streak. Yeah, he was on a roll. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he uh, played his was Romanians. Was he playing Romanians? Americans. Americans. Americans for this one, yeah. So no calf. Or did he have calf? Oh, he had calf. He found calf somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> and, you ever know Dave not to find calf somewhere? I know. In an, in an American, American book? I, I don't think so. There wasn't in this one. <laughs> it probably wasn't. You need to go back and find his list. I can do that. No, no, no. no. I, I believe you. I know for a fact that he was playing on the a- a- allied side, though, because it came back and he's like, wait, dang it, I did that wrong. As we'll, yeah, so as we'll point out in a second, as we had alluded to, that the winner of the Recon Rumble was going to have an effect on the first round of Operation Snafu. And Jeff, what was that exact? Do you remember exactly what that was? Otherwise, I can look at uh, it. It was a, a deployment bonus. They, got to, was they that, got to pick got sides. To your side, yeah. yeah, they got to choose sides, and then there was that bonus move, and they got to decide if they were going to take the bonus move first or second. Yep. So Dave won that for the Allies and then promptly showed up Saturday morning to fight for the Axis. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, whoops. So, <laughs> and, and he was one of the players who kind of knew that, you know, he's playing Romanian, so he's like, you know, one of the guys I had reached out to said, hey, you know, if it comes down to swing armies to balance these, you're one of them that we're going to swing on, on game day. And they're like, yep, that's cool, that's fine, that's great, we'll do that. And he was one of them, so he's kind of like, well, I guess I don't know. I could be for either. And then, of course, I had the unilateral decision. I'm like, hey, I've got these other people that can swing over to Axis. And uh, Dave, you're one of them. Have fun with that. Or I kept him in the Axis and didn't swing the Allies, one way or the other. But, yeah, it was. no one could accuse him of uh, playing or slouching the other tournament to hinder his, chan- or hinder his opponent's chances the next day, I guess. Right, he was nope. uh, he was playing 100% all the time. <laughs> and if anyone knows Dave, he doesn't know how to not play to win. That's yeah. kind of one of the fun things about playing Dave is because you can kind of gauge where you are because he doesn't he doesn't play soft. Right. And he'll happily let you make mistakes. He'll tell you yeah. about them two or three rounds later, but he's happy to let you make them. Pretty accurate, yeah. He likes to explore tactics, actually. He does. And so it's it's not a matter of he, he might look at what you're doing and kind of give you a look like he's not sure what you're doing or what the plan is, but he's intrigued by it. And so then and so it's always kind of, yeah, he kind of pushes the envelope in a lot of different ways with how he plays. It's he, he gives a great game. So, yep. I, I will say when I've played Dave before and you're like, you're making a mistake. He'll let you know you're making a mistake. You're like, let's see how this plays out. He's like, I think I think you're wrong, but let's do it anyway. Because, and normally I'm wrong, but I, every time I'm wrong. But it's still like he, <laughs> he wants to he wants to make he wants to make sure that he's really like, is this really the yeah, this is not the right choice to make. Okay, we can move back and do it over again. But no, and I, that, those those go, of course are friendly games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's don't definitely that club, club game. Out of him. No, 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 right. definitely not. I, I don't think I'm of caliber to actually end up playing him unless I get him in the first round. So, to be fair, 
Cool. So that was our that was our recon rumble. Oh wait, hang on. We had two other ones. So I already alluded. I mentioned the fact that Jason won the best painted yep. in there, and then our sportsman went to who you gave your best game vote to to Luke. Yeah, it, that, he's a good guy. He's really friendly and he plays a good game. And he got three favorite opponent votes. So clearly, the other two people that uh, let's see, he well. Yeah, he he beat two of his other opponents and you know lost the oh, first round. So. I mean, he beat me, and he beat one other guy. Yeah, something like that. I don't I don't remember how it worked out, but anyway, regardless, I I thought he played great. He like I said, he plays a queen game and he's a good opponent. He's friendly and easy to work, easy to play a game with. So, uh, I had a good time. Yeah, I'm glad uh, I'm glad he got it. It actually looks like he lost to Dave in round one. Oh, there you go. <laughs> There you go. And then beat you, and then beat somebody else. So, okay. I just want to. So throw in apparently, Dave game. gave him his best game vote too, because he got three of them. So, yeah. I just have to throw in there on the uh, on the best painted one before I forget. Um, somebody who didn't actually play received a vote. <laughs> yes, yes. At least uh, so at we least did one. turn in a vote for Jeff's army, who he brought in there in case it was needed. Someone gave him a vote for it. Yes, Jeff, it looked very nice. <laughs> Jeff may have paid for it, but no. <laughs> I think, it, yeah, he was like sitting there talking. Was that was that Josh that? Yeah, that was Josh. Vote? Yeah, that was, that yeah. was Josh. He gave Josh's son was he let Josh let his son vote, and his son was like, "I like this army. I want to vote for this one. What's your name?" And I was like, "Um, sure." <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Uh, I, I do like your army, Jeff. Don't Kid likes your army. Mags, What can I say? I, I think someone <laughs> actually tried to put down uh, Josh's son for favorite opponent. <laughs> because every, yeah. he, every he kept pulling the order dice for the other guy the oh, entire time nice, and stuff nice, like that. Nice. So. <laughs> awesome. By the way, very cool when when people do bring their kids to try and get them exposed to this hobby and and do that kind of stuff. That's awesome. I I always I always enjoy that to see that. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. At least get them into the community and understand what it's like. So yeah, I think that's. I mean, th- so this is this is totally off to- off topic, but Dale we never do that here. Do, well, I mean, it's on topic of Renegade. But so we used to travel for tournaments for Warhammer Fantasy long ago. And we would, one of the tournaments we'd go to was Lady of the Lake, which is in North, in North Minnesota in Duluth. And it was a good time, but it was pretty low-key, smaller, smaller established tournament. But we'd also go to, we, we traveled the area. So there was one in Wapaka, Wisconsin, which is in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. They, they, I don't think they're fine. Actually, it's just south of nowhere, Wisconsin. Yeah, fair, fair. Just south of there. You're right. Um, but there was a there was a, a dad there, and he'd bring his young son. And I think every tournament I would go to, I would play Carl, and he would beat me. And this is where the joke came from: of I'd always end up playing the guy, the the kids and the girls, and lose to them. Uh, so Carl is no longer a kid. He's like, how old is he, Dale? Like he's got to be. He might even be able to drink now. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I think he's still. I think he's still a teenager, but maybe okay. a senior in high school now. Yeah, he's he's grown up. A he's lot. almost as tall as I am, so it's quite <laughs> remarkable to see him. Yeah, so it's, it was just a real funny. Like that's the kind of thing we remember from way back when, and he's still doing it with his dad, which is really fun. So who started? And actually, the the, the youngest right. one is playing now too. So yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, awesome. Alec got both of the boys playing. So which I think is a is a great testament to that kind of thing. They're they're playing Kings of War, of course, but that's that whatever that's it doesn't matter. Problem. <laughs> Well, hey, it's not a problem. <laughs> We're not going to call child protection services on them here. Because so they're not totally playing fine. Yeah. They're playing a fine game. They're not playing the right one, but they're playing right, a fine exactly. 
Come on. They're, they're playing with Moose dice. And they're, yeah, they're, they're away for the weekend, which is great. Yeah. So. And interestingly enough, they were walking through, and it was fun to visit with them again. And, and, and Carl's looking over, and he's like, he goes, there's a Panzer IV right there. And they're talking, and he... I mean, they the family knows their stuff, and I don't I don't know that they'll never not play Kings of War, but I certainly would love to have them as part of. Well, by the way, it was just food. next door to us uh, yeah. this year, so yeah. they, they did come over quite a bit. They had cake, which they uh, invited us over for too. <laughs> we were going to go steal the cake and bring it back, but they, but then they invited, so we could have yeah. it free. Like, ah, oh, we don't want any more now. Yeah, <laughs> just trying to steal some of their players, but. Yeah, that was. Uh, hey, we we did have Brian who was uh, played the Recon Rumble. who was one of their players for the weekend. So we, yeah, which we, I don't know if they were even were they doing an event on Friday this year. Uh, they did Late a Friday. improv. It wasn't ever an advertised. It was just one of the guys set it up, and so Friday night they did a thing. Okay, but it wasn't like the same and like a, an actual organized event. No, per se, it okay. was not. Cool. It was not a renegade sanctioned event. Is what I'll say. But it was it okay. was a tournament that one yeah, of the like guys set up Yeah, like an impromptu ad hoc, yep. like three round little mini tournament. So. Yeah, like within two weeks before Renegade, they said, "Hey, we want to do this." They're like, "We can't give you any advertising." Like, that's okay. We got the people who want it. Okay, go ahead. You got the room. Go yeah. for it. Yeah, the sense is is that they they may not be able to play a tournament format with that game like terribly often. So they wanted to take advantage of folks who were coming in early enough to kind of just play as much as you possibly can. So sure, that makes sense. And, and so this is, you know, this is one of the nice advantages that Renegade gave us this year with going to the badge system, similar to what Adapticon does, is that we, you know, year before, we would have had to pay the room per day fee for everything we did. And with the badge system, it paid for all the rooms, the whole tournament. We could have done something, not done something. It would have cost us the same either way. So that was actually really cool for us that's why it was no problem doing you know this thing on friday i'm like it's a friday before a holiday the chances during the day the chances of getting this to sell out are zero but if i get eight or ten people cool that's fun whatever let's do that and that was the main thing about the recon rumble and actually moving to the system with renegade this year right so i know it, it did have a hurt on some of the other smaller uh, games, you know, the people who normally show up for their little one-off $15, $20 one-day tournament didn't want to have to pay 30 for the badge and like, I'm only going to play this one thing on Friday or Saturday and that's all I'm going to do I'm not going to do that, so it did have a hurt in that but it didn't bother yeah. us any, it helped us out yeah. Yeah. To be it's, fair, the the one day badge was 15 but the whole weekend was okay. 30 so. but still, it's, it's an extra you know, it's just a little extra ad there that we hadn't seen before for Renegade Right, it it was an expected cost of ten dollars, and now it's twenty twenty bucks. Whatever, it it adds up quick when you're doing just a one off tournament. I, I can understand why some people would be upset about that, given that we had a two day tournament. Though the, I think our cost was comparable to almost any other two day tournament. Well, and most of the people we had that were there for the Friday were not all of them were doing our Operation Snafu. Some of them went over to Kings of War, and some had other stuff. But they were doing other stuff the rest of the weekend too. Yeah, so. I know several other. I, well, I should say several. I know some other people played in the Shade Spire thing, so they took advantage on the Friday as well. So there were there were multiple events going on, and some people did take advantage of. You know, like I've got the pass for the weekend; might as well do something with it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of. It's not the end of the world. It does make our lives easier. It makes it does make it so Friday is a thing because that kind of was a, it was a deal breaker for us last year because we couldn't justifiably 
get the money to do it. Right. If we had, we wouldn't have, we would have lost money trying to do it Friday because right. we wouldn't have had the the buy-in power to pay right. for the room that we needed to. Yeah. Well, we would have lost would have lost more money. I didn't get any money last year. <laughs> so we, I mean, we kind of funneled well, everything of us, back into the hobby yeah, last yeah, year. None yeah. of us yeah, none of us were making money and Renegade wasn't making any money last year. No. And I don't think they made money this year as well. Although well, they're still it was they're still paying off some of their previous year's balance too. Right. And so Oof. it's just, you know, it's not it's not a huge it's not a money grab that's going on. It's just they're trying well, to, to make it work. So if it was a money grab, you would see these all over the place. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. News alert that uh, hobbies don't don't necessarily make your money. <laughs> don't, don't game stores, yeah. Game stores yeah. barely stay alive as it is. I don't imagine that uh, long term. Well, Adepticon aside, there are some that make it, but that's because they're massive and they've they've grown into it. I know that Adepticon for the first five ten years was negative too. So. Yeah, and you, I know that's kind of their goal. You got to put the outlay to grow if you want to do something big like that, though. Right? So. Yeah, and I feel like they're doing the right things and they're moving in the right direction with Renegade. So I think, you know, who knows? I don't think it'll ever. I hopefully, hopefully it'll get as big as Depticon, but I would have a seriously tough time believing that it's going to get that large. Well, by the time twenty it years, twenty years the from level now. of what Depticon is now, Depticon will have grown to like Gen Con. <laughs> Comic Con or, or Gen Con. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll have outgrown anywhere they can do it in Chicago. Essentially, so. left to move it to Indiana, where uh, they have like that ridiculous uh, convention center. Go the other direction, move it back to Lake Geneva, Come or or Nev- or Nevada. Come closer to us, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, that'd be a good point. shorten our drive to help those rest of those people. <laughs> East coasters, whatever. You could just run out the whole convention center in Minneapolis. You could fit everything in there. You yeah, could you probably. Could. Yeah, you could. Uh, Chicago is, is best. I mean, yeah, no, it's just it is a very good it's central right smack place. Dab in yeah. the middle, it's easy as central to get as to. you can get. Well, and it's got an international air, airport and all that stuff. Aerodrome. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we have I a lot of that too, too, but, but yeah. it's it's we're pretty fortunate. If I could ever get that amount of time off, we could we could, we could drive there, which is pretty lucky for us. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, um, so we went over best best painted, which by the way. Uh, Jason's army looked amazing. I, I love that army. So, yep. Um, let's let's paint another one. We want to <laughs> see more. Oh yeah, this, I guess we should say this yeah. that you know I, I remember the old North Star said that once you won that you know that favorite uh, painted that you don't get to win it again with that same army for three years. For three so, years, so yeah. So you got to paint something different. <laughs> he's gonna, I, like I know that. he's working on it. It's hard to do I know, when that, you're, that's why I'm throwing it out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do with the format of how we did painting and the and the operation snafu. That's the only thing that will make it a little bit difficult. I'll, actually, it's well, not that difficult. It, we we can make different. it work. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a little different because at Northstar there was a best painted and then there was a player's choice. Right. Mm-hmm. And exactly. we don't really have a best painted. It was player's choice. Pick your favorite army. Right. And you know, but the idea is after you see an army for a couple of years and you've already voted for it, you're happy you to see something new it. and usually yeah. you kind of well, move on from that. But yeah, I think that's normally the case anyway, is you just don't vote for it. Right. I've seen it, I've done it, I voted for it last year, I'm not voting for it again. And the someone else has come out with own. something that's new and yeah, awesome and Exactly. Yeah. Uh yeah. So so speaking of operations food, let's move into that one unless there's anything we want to talk about. Any more recon well, rumble I, things? I, so we, we did have we did have some fun. In fact, that we mentioned that we had uh, uh, John Russell from Warlord came up. Oh yeah, oh, shenanigans. Talk about Friday night. Yeah, might as well that talk Friday night fun. shenanigans. Yeah, 
So yeah, there's some frantic shenanigans, and you know, it was it was very weird because I was expecting more people to show up for Friday night and be around, but that didn't really happen. In fact, you guys don't play didn't play any games, I don't think. Well, uh, no, I had early. to go home. You okay. um, you're talking early Friday night, late Friday <laughs> night. There was there was some stuff going on. So. Shenanigans, but no games. Yeah. Oh wait, now wait, I, I might be blending the whole weekend together. Yeah, that could be because Saturday there was plenty of shenanigans. Oh, I'm remembering Saturday. We we took Pim out to dinner on Friday. I don't remember what happened after that. <laughs> Weren't you driving? Yeah. Okay. So you, <laughs> things get blurry after you got done driving. I hope. Well, did you play John on Friday or Saturday night? It's you Friday played John night. on Saturday Friday. night. No, I played no. him on Friday night. We talked to him Saturday night in the ill-fated podcast. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, keep telling Friday night. I'll catch up. So yeah. Friday night, John and I set up to play a game. And now, if any of you had the fortune to talk to John, he was in the vendor hall. He is absolutely a salesman. And while he was taking his army out, it was the quietest I had ever heard him ever. <laughs> like, he wasn't saying any words. I'm like, oh, you know, what do you think about that? And he's, like, taking stuff out. I'm like... John, you good? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, man, we're, we're good. And then he pulls these relic after relic out of his bag of, hey, did you see who signed all this copy I have of this book? I'm like, uh-huh, yep, okay, sure, that's very impressive. No, and then I got this I got this model here. I'm like, okay, did you paint that? No, no, I picked it up at a, I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. But eventually we got, so we were going to play a game, and uh I don't remember whether it was or if I just promised my wife I was going to try and be home earlier than what I was intending to. So we we kind of like put a, a time a time crunch on our game and said, you know, what, after this, really got to we got to call it. Uh, and now here here's the funny thing. So a couple doors down, so right we'd mentioned that right next to us there was the the Kings of War, and then further down that was the apparently a, a quilting or a knitting club of some sort. A quilting so, circle. A quilting circle. These ladies, you know, 50s, 60s, whatever, were in this hotel doing their quilting thing. And while John and I are sitting there playing, at, actually on Dale's table, we had for the Raise the Colors, which is a fantastic table. And it was right front, and we wanted to play in that one in case anyone stopped by. So this lady stops by and is, like, looking all inquisitive about what's going on. We ended up talking to her for about a half hour or 40 minutes <laughs> about what bolt action was. And and she was wondering how she could get her grandkids involved in it and basically to try and get them away from, like, reading, you know, playing video games all the time and doing stuff that was interactive and, you know, what the hobby meant and how it meant in the history and learning the history and watching and playing all this stuff. And it was it was really cool, actually, because that kind of stuff doesn't normally happen in any sort of gaming convention. By the, t- by the end of the conversation, she had taken John's information, his email, and all the stuff, and written down. She's like, that's really cool. I'm going to so try and get my kids, my grandkids into this game because I think it's kind of neat. Like, you know, hey, take some pictures of stuff. Look what's going on. And she left, and it was like, looked at John. He's like, that's the kind of stuff that makes this doing this worthwhile. I'm like, I guess I don't argue with that. But right. <laughs> so, She talked to the right guy. Well, yeah, I was there, too. I said stuff. Fair. I wasn't like nearly guys, a salesman that John was, but... No, I mean, John's, John's a salesman. Absolutely. And he's also a big fan of uh, the Gates of Antares. Antares? Antares. I, I've heard it Antares. But I might be wrong, too. Now you're making me question myself. <laughs> Don't look at me. 
They should buy Dune so it could be Gates of Atreides. Oh my god, oh, that'd be awesome. So we'd, we'd also talk. We we talked at length about rules and stuff like that, which is you know kind of interesting that there's a a regional interpretation of several of the rules and not saying that any of them are wrong, but he just finds it very interesting that the regions he goes to, all of them interpret this or that rule the same way, but he goes to a different region, and it's a totally different interpretation, and they all interpret it that way. I'm like, that's really bizarre. Which, I which rule? I want, I want to know what rule it is. Do you really want to go into it? Oh, well, how long is it? Long. Uh, Long. Just, just give him the title of the rule. We can go into it another time. Yeah, sure. Podcast. Uh, so stuff and tease it. We'll get back. Dense to it terrain. Yeah. Oh, yep. okay. Sure, sure. Okay. I know. I just Starting had to Dense yep. terrain. Yep. Okay. So, and it'll be a Facebook topic. <laughs> it, it'll it'll be a Facebook topic. Expect it to show up in one of our rules corners in probably the next episode. Yep. Uh, when we we'll probably have to actually talk about the Battle of France too. Yes, Spoiler because we need, we seriously need like. 15 minutes to explain this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, so I totally totally agree. <laughs> So we, we played for two and a half hours and got through two turns. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but then it came down to him like, okay, we should probably wrap it up. He's like, oh, well, hang on, hang on. Really what it comes down to is if you can get rid of my, my Panzer, my veteran Panzer IV, you're going to have the game. And so I pulled two dice and got rid of his Panzer IV. He's like, well, there you go. That was it. One of the funniest comments was when he had moved his, I forget what two-man team he'd ran into a building, and I blasted the building with my medium howitzer and just eradicated him off the table. He looks at me and goes, huh, so those are kind of over- overpowered, aren't they? I'm going to have to talk to Alessio about that. <laughs> no, it's buildings are death traps. <laughs> well, there's that. that. Yeah, uh, stay out of the that building. That was just pretty funny. He just kind of like goes, I have to talk to Alessio about that. Yeah, <laughs> were, you guys, were you guys playing on Dale's board? Yeah, we were playing on the okay. Race the Colors board. Yeah, okay. Which is a beautiful board, and it's fun to play on. So Lots of buildings there to, to blow yeah. up and fall yeah. on. Yeah, don't, like, don't go into buildings. Into yeah, It's hard to not go into buildings on that board, because otherwise you're kind of stuck to little lanes. Yeah, and, and, and that was also why the, the dense terrain came up, because depending how you want to play that, if you play that all as dense terrain, oh my god, that's an oh, almost that unplayable be, board. Yeah, you just can't god. do that. No, no. So. no it's, that's, not what it's, that's not really what it's there for. Mostly it's, it's just it's soft an aesthetics. cover. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what it should be for. Well, the soft cover can still be done trained too. Yep. Why you, why you want to talk about it? And the idea, and we don't, we don't, we have the table tents that are by our tables. We don't tell people what each of the individual pieces or similar pieces of terrain represent. Um, maybe that's something that we might want to think about. But there didn't really seem to be many issues as far as that goes. Well, all through the weekend, I, I noticed that everybody, you know, I kind of, like, would stop at the tables and go, oh, how are you guys playing that? You know, and this is, then I'm like, okay. They're like, is that wrong? I said, did you talk about it before the game started? Yeah, and that's what we agreed to. I'm like, no, it's not wrong. There's no right or wrong. I'm just curious how people are interpreting right. what this terrain is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, I will say the same, that a lot of games I would walk, well, like, when we were setting up and all that stuff, and Dale and I were walking around doing our thing, that you would hear people talking about, okay, well, this is what we're going to play it as, or... You know, this is how we played it before, or whatever. So it was, it was nice to see that. I think that's a better way of, of doing it than us telling them how to play it, personally, because at least then they're in like some agreement. I don't know. I feel like it's, it gives them the opportunity to play it how they want to play it. So I, it's again, not the whole bad. thing with Snafu and its narrative is we dictate the story, not the where or the what. Mm-hmm. You sure. Know, what what field you play on is your choice. 
Yeah, we provide what the you determine those things to be is what you agree to. And someone else may, you know, play the next game and go, oh, we played them this way. Well, you know, like, that's, we'll play it different this time. Whatever. We had one game where on our airfield board, we had somebody who was blowing up the planes, and I'm like, you realize they just <laughs> eliminated all your airstrikes. He's he was like, driving what? a tank through them. He was, dri- he was <laughs> running his tank through them. Well, we, didn't, we didn't think about that. I'm like, well, obviously you didn't, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they, I think there was somebody that played one of the boards the wrong way, too. Yes. Yes, there was somebody who, who played it the exact wrong deployment, yes. Yeah, it's all right. No, I don't expect anyone to actually read anything. No, no. Next time we'll just make it a picture and just be done. <laughs> we had a, a total. We had a whole split field of the people who listened to what we said and didn't read a word out of the packet, and then people who never heard a word we said and read straight out of the packet. And yep. Yeah. That, t- to be fair, there were a couple. The your secondary objectives were a, a late addition. Yes. So yes. some things didn't make the pack like it didn't match the packet right, and so it, I could see some people getting confused. But the, that anyway, but that's a different story. So, all right, uh, people getting confused at our tournament is not a different story. That's a pretty common <laughs> one, actually. Right? So hey, that snafu. was <laughs> hey, at least we did away with the zones. That's why it's called Operation Snafu. It's not called Operation Smooth Running. <laughs> yeah, Operation the, Cool so Run. That yes, was, there you go. So that was Friday night. Then you just wrapped yeah. up with with John. Um, I went out and had dinner with a couple of the of the guys. Actually, Jeff and I we both went out, didn't yep. we? We took out Pim, or we went out to Pim with Pim and Ian, if I recall. Yes. And I learned what a Tom and Jerry was because I'd never heard of that before. Yeah. What the ice cream or the drink? The drink. The drink. Okay. Yeah. Two different things. So. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, I don't know. Weird. I don't know what the drink is. I thought it was an ice cream no. drink. No, it's not ice cream. It's uh, this is going to sound really nasty if you aren't familiar with uh, Midwestern drinks because I'm pretty sure it's a Midwestern invention. Yes, uh, it but totally anyway, is. it's it's um, so it's hot. Okay, so it's a hot drink. It's hot water, brandy, or rum. You're you're calling the alcohol, and uh, egg whites, beaten egg whites. Uh, so it's almost like a meringue, but it doesn't set up, so it's still soft. And then uh, you sprinkle nutmeg on top of it. Okay. So like you put the batter into a cup, you pour in the rum or the brandy, then you pour in the hot water, stir it, mix it good, and sprinkle nutmeg on top. So that's what I'm it's thinking out of. out-of-season eggnog. <laughs> yeah, kind there we of, go. Yeah. All right. So warm eggnog, you, essentially. Yeah. Why don't you just Eggnog's warm. take eggnog and pour alcohol into it? The, and people do that. Um, eggnog has a distinctly different flavor. Okay. Is it, like, much more sweet or... Eggnog is creamier. It's more of a cream rather than like a meringue. Okay. okay. Eggnog more of a brandy thing too. Eggnog generally is a brandy drink. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As I say, brandy's typical. But okay. But now I know where I've heard it because it is the batter mix. Is I've seen the batter mix before, and I always ever seen it in liquor stores. So yes, that makes sense. Or grocery okay. stores up here in the Midwest. Outside of Minnesota. Well, right. in Minnesota. I no, no, in it. Minnesota. Oh, you can buy it. Okay. I just never yeah, especially I, northern I, Minnesota. Yeah, the Fair. farther north you get, the more common. Oh, I, I mean, suppose. I almost bought some yeah. Byerly's the other day. So. Okay. I guess I just, I'm used to always just seeing it in liquor stores, but I guess I don't look in that section at a grocery store. So. And then the okay. ice cream one is a brand name. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, that's and it's a, Ben and it's Jerry's. very much a seasonal Christmas drink because you won't see it in the freezer case the rest of the year, but from like... First to December till mid January. Any almost any grocery store, if you look in their end cap cases, will have it. So available in stores now. 
It yeah. sounds it sounds gross, and we were it's not very Midwest, by the way. No, it's actually super good. So okay, all right, I'll, I'll trust Probably you on this one. Probably my favorite alcoholic drink. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, <laughs> I might have to give one a shot just for you, Jeff. But it sounds gross. A literal shot. Well, it's more like a drink. It's a cocktail. It's, you so. could not shoot it. It's. I mean, it's like super hot. <laughs> it's a super drink. hot. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, so there's our Midwest piece of it. So that's Friday, Saturday. We all. I. I, I drive up. Who stayed there? Just I Dale. Did. Yo, no, I did. Jeff did as well. Oh, Jeff and Dale did. We Good had luck. to throw the weather that night, didn't we? There was. Yeah, there threat. was supposed to get up to like four or five inches of yeah. sloppy rain up here or snow. It was supposed to snow, and it didn't. Of course, it was overforecasted, but yeah. you know, whatever that they happens. Hyped, up they hyped here. the shit out of it, yeah. yeah. Right, and I well, got a station an says two inches. We can say yeah. four. Yeah, <laughs> and it's then an hour drive right. across the cities for me in good traffic. I was like, "There's no way I'm dealing with that in the snow." Sure, no, I totally I get like, that. Yeah, I got a room, and they're like, "Of course," and I was like, "Well, perfect." <laughs> yeah, I yeah, that already, place had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of rooms. Holy cow. That's a yeah. good place. It's, yeah. a, it's a fairly sizable. But most of them had the one king-size bed. It was like the majority. Yes. 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 Typically. My, the room I ended up in had one. They called it a queen, but it sure looked like two twins pushed together. <laughs> <laughs> two was, queens pushed together? Holy cow. No, twins. Twins. Oh, got it. Oh, it was, uh, did you check? smaller than the queen at home. No, but I mean, it was like... It, did you? If that was... This, yeah. No, mine, mine was an actual king. I, I don't I, know. I was yeah, barely was not fun. sleeping Whatever. in mine long enough for Saturday night to care. For one right, person, that's a good I didn't point. care. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> if I had I'd... to split that bed with somebody, I'd have been like, <laughs> No. Yeah, no, mine was plenty big by myself anyway, so I guess I didn't pay that close attention either. You're a good point, Pat. I wasn't in there that long. Um, yeah, so I feel like you're right, Pat. This is a great place to take a little break. We'll come back and we'll talk about Saturday morning. Don't you be weary Don't you be dreary Cause that trumpet's going to sound Just keep your eyes peeled And keep your lips sealed Cause when that good news Gets around There'll be a jubilee, there'll be a jubilee, there'll be a jubilee upon that happy day. Sister, you're a man and a mild man too, you're a man and a mild man too, you're a man and a mild man too, we'll be coming home to stay. Your friends and my friends 
Welcome back. I hope you like the music. <laughs> I'm never going to say anything else. Cause <laughs> it's like Chuck Willery's two and two. He just can't do anything other than that. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. So we we left off talking about the end of Recon Rumble into Friday night. What I, mean, I won't call them a lot of shenanigans, but some shenanigans happened, but not too much. Pretty mellow night, sounded like, because mm-hmm. we all had a big morning, right? Got some breakfast and... Everybody showed up to start playing in Operation Snafu. Yeah, everybody showed up. That was good. We had yeah. zero drops day of, which is so that was almost cool. unheard of. Unlike last year, which yeah, unlike last year, where did we yeah. have we had, well we had somebody get sick last year. We, had, we had three a, a people sick the night before yeah. and one no show day yeah. of. Yeah, that's right. We lost four. Who we, so who we turned who we learned had reserves. You had drills that day, right? Drills, yeah, yeah. drills yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't want to go AWOL just to play Bolt. <laughs> what the hell's up with that? He sh- really should have. I mean, come on. <laughs> what a jerk. No excuse. Uh, you could probably have written it off as drills. Maybe. Kind of. I don't know. Don't, we're kind of doing drills. Dice drills. It, that's what no. I'm saying, but you're like doing doing strategy drills. Yeah, you learn stuff. Sure. It was something, sure. How to not roll sixes. All right. So, so again, like last year, if you're, I mean, we've talked about this in the previous episodes coming into this, like it's a, it's a, right. I mean, we, I think two episodes ago, we, we were talking about this, but so to catch people up, we have a very unique format that I think is really cool. I, I personally love it. I hope we never get rid of it because I think it would be sad to go to like a different, a different format. And I think people will agree with us. The people that come to it anyway would agree that this is a, is a very fun time for all, but it's it's red versus blue, or axes versus allies, I guess. Kind of, so we had to move some people around, and I'm sure Pat will talk about that. But then we are we as a team, or as as the two sides decide amongst themselves how to pair and what to do stri- strategically to make this event theirs, and that's primarily because of the objective tables, right? Um, yeah, I think we, so. That's a good way to put it. Right, because mm-hmm. those, bon- those tables have a bunch of stuff that's going on that's different than the other tables that, that d- has some direct impact on, on the tournament. And I think and, that's and we'll where actually tell you what they cool. were this time. We won't, we won't just tease them again. <laughs> right, no. no more teasing. We can tell you what they are. <laughs> so let, why don't we go through them? Because I think a, a couple of them we've already, we've, well, you posted them on Facebook, so people have seen a lot of pictures of them. And a couple of them are things we've already shown in previous years. We still had the partisan table. Uh, oh, do yeah. we make any changes on that one? Um, the board got aesthetic slightly redesigned, and the okay, yeah, aesthetic, just aesthetic improvements. Yeah, right. So nothing else really changed. The, the scenario was exactly the same. There's mm-hmm. a pretty sweet uh, half built half built boat on the board, though. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of comments yeah, on that, on that one, one, Jeff. <laughs> Jesus, 
The scenario was brilliant the first time out, and we got a lot of positive feedback on that. Yeah. So we didn't necessarily want to tweak that at all. So. Well, we got a lot of positive negative feedback. Like, I hate that, but it played well, but I hated it because my stuff got blown up. Well, and you're like, oh, that's the way it goes, bro. Laughing, sorry, man. <laughs> the laughing about it and saying how much they hate it, that's <clears throat> kind of a love-hate thing. So. Right. Yeah. Right. No, they they totally get it. And, and, you know, the beauty of these tables is you did not have to play on that one. If you were like, I truly hate this scenario. You knew the scenario was on that table. It didn't randomly mix around. It was on the table. Just don't go play mm-hmm. on the partisan table. So do we want to talk bonuses now, or do you want to go through all of it and then come back to the bonuses? I think it makes sense to tell them what the bonus was for this table at this point. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay. So uh, so, so the partisan table, we changed the bonus on this, correct? What was the? What did we do nope. this year that nope. was different? same bonus. Oh, it was exactly the same? It was oh, exactly right. it was. the same. Yep, exactly the same. It was well. We 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 tweaked it in the sense that we did tell them everything about who was playing on what table. Right. right. So last year we just told them what army was going to be there. But then when there was you know only German armies, it was like uh, you're going to play German <laughs> army. They're like no freaking. <laughs> so this year we yeah, actually said pointless. you're going to know the opponent and the army that's going to be at that table. Which would be significant if, say, Rick was playing the German army on one table and John Stentz was playing the German <laughs> army on a different table. You might want to know which one was which. Yeah, which is which was actually much more beneficial to win the partisan partisan <laughs> table now, which it, it plays a role in the later role in the later rounds in this game and this in, uh, tournament. Yes, it so, does. I think it's really interesting to go down that. We'll we'll get there when we get there. But so then our next table after. was also. We'll, we'll, it'll tangent somewhere in here, I'm sure. So the next table was the artillery table. That was also a repeat table. That was a repeat. With another aesthetic we, improvement. Uh, an aesthetic improvement with some excellent. Uh, yeah, that was. By uh, the 3D way. printed 88s. I redid the bunkers and we added a fourth gun instead of. So there, instead of three objectives, there were four. Which makes it play a little bit differently. I think that's cool. Yeah, I liked how this played better, frankly. So. Yeah. And then we may get aesthetic improvements the next time too. We'll see. Yeah, the, the next aesthetic improvement will be at least that the scenario matches the the board. Yes, that was kind of a big foobar on my part. So, um, well, thankfully and, and you guys caught the, it early enough. The scenario written uh, got revised spur of the moment, <laughs> so yes. it didn't accurately reflect how it was being played, but for a much better way. And I think we caught it early on, and we kind of managed that table in particular. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just like any of our other you know, scenario tables or objective tables, we were watching them a little bit closer than the rest of them just because their things were shenanigans were to be had. Well, right. When you're going to do something interesting, you got to babysit the tables a little bit and that's okay. Yep. Yep. No, I mean, that's why there's four of us and that makes it easier for us to be able to do it. So we we definitely have some advantages to having more people than most TOs typically have. Rule one when running a tournament like this, have friends. (laughs) Right. Or yeah. run a podcast with three other people. Apparently, that works. That, too. Yes, that also helps too. Well, Seem, I mean, seemingly, I that all have some have friends. Jeez, yeah. Rick, I see how it is. <laughs> well, well, three of us have friends. friends. <laughs> three friends and Rick. <laughs> he's sorry about that. No, I thought he was going to leave thanks, me out of that. Thanks, one. guys. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going to skip table seven for now, and we'll come back to that one last because I think that one's worth talking about a little more. And then the next one was the airfield. That was let's, one of, uh, no, let's do, uh, oh, let's let's do the do ones that the, are repeats. Yeah, let's yeah. do Raise the Colors yeah. next. Yeah. So Raise the Colors was a repeat from last year. Mm-hmm. And I the, the, the different, there was a difference in the bonus, but that's mm-hmm. Dale's amazingly beautiful, like, 
city board mm-hmm. that gets a lot of people. I think I think it's always nice that it's strategically placed in the front of the room that when people walk Next in, to the doors. Like, oh, dang. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a great table for people to come in and look at right away and yeah. watch some big fights going on. And, there's, and then, of course, there's and the flag in the middle. You Another know, shameless plug for Zulk since that was actually there during the Dale painted up so beautifully. Yeah. Right. And we did yeah, get a lot of questions great. on the manufacturer of that one, too. So, and yeah. interesting, I, I used the City Ruins kit, Industrial City Ruins bundle. Um, I don't recall exactly how much it was, but I think it was like around 200 or something. And I still had right. many, many buildings left over. Mm-hmm. Um, that never made it to the table. I ended up donating that over to Jesse so he could paint those up for his table. So, lots of lots of options in that kit. Yeah, totally cool. Like it, it, it still holds up just as well this year as it did last year, and it still gets the same attention. Yep. No, no, no uh, improvements to the bo- that board for this one, but I'm already working on improvements for, to that board aesthetically for next year. So. Cool. That's right. Yeah, picked up some some awesome. nice but rebel kits. I think that's going to be a theme you all are going to hear is aesthetic improvements to things. So yeah, and, uh, if you guys could figure out how to make me aesthetically pleasing, that'd yeah. be great. I don't think I don't. We'll work on um, that. Airbrushing. Ru- I'm thinking. Uh, rumors rumors abound that that may not be an objective table next year. So just also heads true. up. We'll see. We'll have to see how it all pans out. Right. And, and there was and there was one change liking it because it's awesome. So you already alluded to the change in the benefit, the bonus for it, and there's also a change in the ex- execution of it. And the raising the flag last year required a unit in base contact to have a fire order. This year we changed it to an advance order because it was almost impossible to actually execute that. To leave a unit out there exposed to all the elements for an entire round to get that fire order, they typically didn't survive, even if they did. Yeah, change yeah. The flag. you had. You had you have to really support the unit that's going to get there in order to do it. And the first time out, that was a struggle for a lot of people. Yep. Yeah. No, I I liked that, except I didn't like the implications it had at the end of the game. I watched a couple of the end games where, like, bottom of turn six or five or whatever round they were in before time was getting called, could run up that last unit and just raise the flag, and it was like, oh, I got it. But, you know... There were ways to stop that from happening. There's that. That's not to say there wasn't. So yeah, you, you got to. You should push past the flag, secure the perimeter, and control it. Right. Yeah, that. Yeah, that I think is where people are getting like, I'm going to get my unit, and they're going to touch the. They're going to touch it, but they're touching on their side because they want cover, versus going to the, the, the other side touch, of it. Touch the pedal, still. You mean right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. But yeah, so they, they could have. You're right. They could have <laughs> run past it. To touch it. <laughs> and, and you're raising blocked, my flag. Blocked. Oh, geez, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow, I'm blushing. <laughs> By the way, I I did go and look up the price of that uh, mega urban urban war zone set from Zulk, and it's two seventy nine ninety nine Canadian. Okay. So it's a little. It's yeah. It's like two fifty. So what is that like eight bucks American? Um, like two thirty, probably <laughs> right around there. Yeah, so it's not. Yeah, we're like eighty cents in the dollar, seventy cents in the dollar right now. I and think, for with the spacing that we used, Rick, I think you helped me put most of that together. Actually, you might help me put all of that together. Um, it's like enough terrain for one and a half tables. That's pretty extraordinary. So yeah, especially yeah. when you start doing what you did with it, with like the blocking underneath it and stuff, and you had like that nice uh, like. I don't know what you want, a parkway, a little sidewalk in the effect. middle. 
Yeah, you had a great, it was a great effect. You, yeah, Boulevard. There yeah, we go. Boulevard, Boulevard trees. Yeah. There you go. So, so mm-hmm. again, a beautiful table. And so when when they raised the flag, something different happened this year. I think last year it was plus one morale on. on it was uh, uh, got a first flag. failed order test. Yeah. Yeah. The first failed yeah. order test was last year. This year it was. Was it Jeff? Uh, your officer got to snap to action one additional unit. Yeah, which I, which I no did see get used. used quite a bit. No, I, oh, I really? said, well, granted it was it was third, fourth round and not really the second, but right. I did absolutely see it used. <laughs> yeah. I, I think German players I, I made sure this. they had that. I love the snap to action rule, and I think it's vastly underused, but apparently it's vastly underused. <laughs> <laughs> I think people yeah. undervalued it, too, quite honestly. Of all of the tables, I think it was the one that was most undervalued. Yep. It was, we'll put someone good on there, but we're not going to, like, use up our really like premium whatever we need we need these other ones and we're going to get to some of these other ones because they're actually the the last ones here matter a lot so right nobody played it as a mission critical table which right it made me a little sad inside but you know you, you mm-hmm. can't win yeah. all what no nope. which right. i think so also we'll alludes to happens. the fact that that's maybe you know time to phase that one out for something different yep. whatever yeah. could we'll we phase it across with? to a non-objective mm-hmm. table because it's a right. beautiful table I Absolutely. I will, uh, yeah. I, maybe I, I don't know if this is the. T- I'm, I'll talk about it in round one because something really funny happened on this table, round one, and it was hilarious. And we'll talk about it in a second. Um, so then the only one left. Oh no! So we have two, airfield. Yeah, yeah two, we have two left. Two new still. ones. Yeah. Yep. So the airfield, and we'll get to the other one in a second. But so the airfield was a new pat board, and I was like, "Where did the hell did this one come from?" I didn't hear this one even. It was even in the works. So. It looked amazing. I kept that I one kind of secret. From everyone. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> I think I might have sent you guys a couple of snaps early on. Yeah. I knew about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I, maybe I just wasn't paying attention the day you sent it out or something. I don't know. I was like, where, where did this table come from? But I, I but, kept that from our club mates, and I only sent it just the just the snafu guys. So that okay, one never nice. made it into the club for any testing. That, no pictures went out over our club chat. Right. Because cool. I knew it was going to be a jacket yeah. table. But, yeah, that one... So this this was my attempt at snowboard, and after that, I'm 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 done with snow. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm gonna say. But yeah, nobody so brought skis. To, nobody brought no, skis, no so skis. we we are not committed to that anymore. We we I, I did commit to two and backed off to one, and that was the one. And yeah, it's not okay. much fun. I, it's a, it's so a this one, board and it it's great. On it. It's a great looking board. So I, yeah. I love the board. Snow is so I love damn it too. hard to do. It's tricky. It's it is a really tricky thing, and it's either you hit it or you don't, and you're like either you're happy with it or you're not. I don't. It's yep. it's a hard one. It's a bugger. Anyway, okay. So, so I like the I like the building, the runways, and the hangar. Those are freaking awesome. Those turned out really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the building. The I, it's too. like one big building in the middle, mm-hmm. right? Like there's a hangar and a building in the middle of that table. Control yep. tower. Yeah, control, control tower, tower, three story control tower. There's a radar station out there too. There's a nice little uh, frozen over pond at the peak, and it's got little okay. mounds like like snow banks across the runway. Like you know they had plowed it, and there was I forget who was on it round two, but they treated those snow banks as like open terrain. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> seriously. Jeff's like, I want you to take a video this winter of you plowing through a waist-deep snowbank with no movement cost and send it to us, and then we'll validate that for you. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. P- clearly, people have not tried to run through snow since they were a kid or something. I don't know. 
that was pretty funny. I, but yeah. this one, this one actually was one of the ideas that Dale and I had, and Dale made it even better. I'm like, okay, so the winner of this board is going to have up to three airstrikes depending on their win criteria. And Dale's Bowsers. like, well, what if they know they're not going to get it at the end of the game? Could they use it at the beginning or, you know, at some point during? I'm like, hmm, a round interrupting airstrike. That sounds like just the kind of crap we like to pull around here. <laughs> so it's that's not exactly throwing paper airplanes around, but it's getting close. <laughs> right. Getting close. So <laughs> at any point... At any point in round four or later, if you had the win conditions criteria, turn, you could call turn in. Turn four. Turn four, sorry. Turn four. Turn four. Yeah. Turn four. You could call in uh, an airstrike onto any one of the outside, the non-objective table boards that you wanted to. But it used up one of the three total that could ever be used from that board. So that was one of those was that was really like, that's cool. really cool. That's really yeah. cool. Like People get immediate I, help. It's like they'd like get the objective and they'd scream out I got an airstrike ready who wants it and like half the people weren't paying attention and someone who really wanted it was like doing jumping jacks in the corner <laughs> or you'd have a couple and, of them uh, we'll, and then, we'll get into that as the attaches there were a couple funny moments with that during during this during the rounds that was pretty damn hilarious it was uh, a lot the, of best, fun. the best part is to walk over to it and go gentlemen an airstrike has been called in this coordinates Please finish your order dice and designate your target. They go like, right now. I'm like, yep. Uh, well, okay. And the second funnest part was was picking that airplane up and making airplane noises as I flew it across the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then seeing the hate in someone's eyes that they're like, oh, yeah. God, what? No, there's an airstrike. No, there's not an airstrike. Yes, oh, there's an oh, airstrike. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's coming. So it's like you can see the the you know the what is it the six steps of denial or whatever it is denial to all the way to acceptance no <laughs> yeah, not this like table let's be different no no it's this table are you sure it's this table are you sure it's not somewhere else no it's this table a lot you sure you can't a lot go of somewhere else yeah there's a little bargaining in there and <laughs> yeah I, yeah a little bit of anger and, getting stuck on anger quite a lot quite a few times it's pretty damn funny actually <laughs> so we'd also alluded to when we were talking about the artillery board that we kind of made a, a, a day of audible and the original the artillery board was going to be the same way as the airfield but uh you know we said, hey, you know what? It should be the same way as the airfield. The airfield originally was, you know, next round you get to do them, and we switched it to, nope, as soon as you have the win conditions in turn four, round four, turn four, whatever you call it, or later, you can do it right then and there. And yep. so the artillery board had four objectives, but they're two big pits with the trench between them. So that one had two strikes that it could offer, whereas the uh, airfield had three modeled airplanes, so therefore it had three airstrikes you could offer it worked out really good it did yeah no it was great yep so again an awesome awesome looking table um yeah i don't know what else to say about the airfield table but all right so then there's one left this is the one that was was hidden from everyone for quite a while and it was kind of the the logo inspiration and everything it was like everything right that's what it was all about this time and this is probably where we can get into the story a little bit is the submarine table, or is the? It's technically a U-boat, right? Yes, it would technically be a U-boat. Yeah. I mean, which is a submarine, but it is not a submarine. A much of a submarine. Boat, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, it could go underwater, but it's not like a true submarine. Well, it's a true submarine. It's just you know the old submarines couldn't stay down very long, <laughs> right? And they were slow. <laughs> and, yeah, right. Exactly. They were not that's what I, that's what I mean. Wow. Oh, God. Oof. Wow. 
Okay. Oh, All right. So anyway, sorry, so Jeff, you made this table. Far. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. All right. Um, so so Jeff, you were working on this board, and I think you you went through a couple iterations of how you were going to do this, and I think you kind of oh, were talking God. us through it, and it turned out great. It looked great. I think yeah, a lot of people awesome. were super excited about it. Oh, I'm so. glad the end product was good because man, there was I had the pieces for that board for six months, and I couldn't figure out how the hell to make it work. And I was trying to figure out how to model up uh, the you know pink insulation foam and stiffen it up, and but keep it so it's trans- transportable because I can't get a four by four board into my car. So it's right. like if I make it out, of, I can't make it a, a six by four, and I can't make it four by a four by four because that won't fit either. It's got to be down to two by four boards. And I was struggling and struggling, and finally I was like, "Why don't I stick with what I know and we'll use an MDF top and we'll just use the pink board as a spacer to give it some depth?" And it and worked perfect. Once I figured that out, I put the board together in like three days. Yeah, because it's all cement and the the right gang, the, the area the around it's asphalt and, and cement and gang planks and a couple build, you know warehouses. And the farther you get away, there's some fields and some grass, but it. If you play it short side to short side, like the scenario says to, the lines of sight are broke up real nice. So, yeah, you know, oh, the, I can't imagine playing it the other way. I know someone did, and we'll get into that. I'm sure, but yeah, we had a that, whole, we had that. half the group, oh, man. half the group that listened to what was said and didn't read their packet, and the other half that didn't listen to what was said and read their packet, and both of them ended up being wrong at least once. Yeah, oh, unfortunately, that was yeah. There's multiple reasons why that was, but. Um, <laughs> it was it's, a cool it's not Operation and, Snafu without a Snafu, right? Right. No, we've we got to be able to give... We have to throw some wrenches in there somewhere, otherwise it's no fun for anyone. we exactly. got to have our right. stories, too, damn it. Right, yeah. right, right. No, it's not it's, all about the players. What the hell? Yeah, right. right. Screw, those, yeah. screw those guys. They're just NPCs in our story, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. God. No, that's not... No, we don't treat them that way. I don't. Well, we also have a lot less story if they don't show up to play it out. Well, it'd just be the four of us playing, and that sounds boring. It does. No, no, no offense, guys. All right. No. So what? What did they? So what did they have to do on this board? Because it was they were so yeah doing so something. The, right. So the idea is here. The sub. Um, I better. I'm going to have to go to the overstory because otherwise this won't make sense. Yeah, I think um, that's important. <laughs> so the overarching story is actually a variation on historical events. And it's the Japanese attempting to procure plans for heavy tanks from the Germans. Now, this started to really happen during the war. They got so far as making the initial payment to the Germans, and the Germans got technical plants on board a submarine, I think in Bordeaux, or somewhere along the French coast, but the sub never actually made made it out. So, historically, it never got any farther than, you know, leaving Europe. But the idea with this one was is something along the same vein, where... Uh, plans are being moved to the submarine, and the submarine's getting ready to sail out with those plans. And, of course, that would be very bad if the Japanese started having things like KV-1s or, you know, Tiger tanks. Panzer IVs. Panzer IVs even would have been a, yeah. a hell of a surprise on the, you know, assuming you have to do a land invasion of Japan at the end of the war and not have the bomb. Yeah. Right. Um, so, anyway, it's, you know, a variation on a historical theme, which I thought would be very fun to do. So, the submarine, you know, refueling and resupplying port in general there's four objectives represented by big cargo piles that are technical plans and such that have been delivered to the area uh which is each an objective that you can grab much like uh the uh top secret mission in the book except there's four of them obviously 
And then there's the bonus objective of controlling the submarine itself at the end of the game, which is worth a ton of points as well towards victory. So uh, each cargo pile... A lot of technology there. Right, yeah. Each cargo pile is worth three victory points. The holding the sub at the end of the game was worth five. Dowsers. So, Holy yeah. cow. There's a lot of points on that table. There's a lot of points on that table. Okay. But uh, it's designed to be a bit of a, you know slobber knocker around the submarine so <laughs> especially if you play it the right way and if you play it the right way it really is yeah i so. i liked the uh windmill in the corner but i think a lot of people were getting a little upset about it because they kept running into it i think yeah no mm. it's it was there for the aesthetic look but you know i usually went over and just grabbed it and moved it off to this grabbed everything except the base of it and just moved it sure. off to the side and been like that's yeah. fine That'd be you like know, that, the one change to make next year, maybe. Yep, that is the one piece that's going to get replaced or something else. Yeah. But well, you just leave good, it there and go, look good, guys? Great? Good. Okay, I'm getting this out of your way. Yeah, right. I'll put <laughs> yeah. some sharp edges on it. That'll really make people love it. Yeah, like razor blade. Yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> just blade them up a little bit. Yeah, put a little motor and then, in there get, and then they get a close fan spinning get real spinning. fast. Yeah. Right. Just have the, the M thing spinning there. People would love that. Put a real, just put a real, like, fan there. Yeah. <laughs> just Take the guards off of it. There you go. The old Perfect. school metal style. Um, so, and what and, and what did they get for winning on this board? So if they collected all those things, what did they win? Um, so since this one is kind of the main focus of the story, this one was double points for your side. Yeah. Just double on a, that double table. victory points on that table. So if you got a right. major for victory, you scored an additional nine points for your faction. Right. And yep. since it was a team-based event, that's that's significant. Like... Just adding an extra nine points we, to we your table. We tried to make it significant. I'm no, I know. Sure. I, no, no. I think. I mean, I it, think it was. Okay. I think it helped. I think it helped keep. It felt significant the to way me when I, was, when I was totaling up the scores. I'm like, ooh, you know what? I see this one coming well, in. This might make a difference here. It's, yeah, right. It's one of those things where you know, if you value those extra points, that can make a big determination on who you put to play onto that table. So I will. I will say I saw some of the more veteran players or people that I would expect to have pretty big games playing on that table. Yeah. So I saw some. I saw some like John really? Stence, for instance, played on that table in the last okay. round. Yeah. Yep. So like the, the people knowing where they needed to put people of of that caliber were mm-hmm. playing there. So because you're, if if you really think from the team, two. yeah, yep. if you're thinking of it from a team perspective. You're counting points, and you're looking at your matchups. You're like, okay, where can we pick up points depending upon where the standings are at? And you plan that out, even into future rounds, knowing that, okay, you can only play on a maximum of two objective tables. How do you really want that to work? Where do you want to go? How valuable are these things? So, you know, there's a lot of decisions that can be made because the objectives are varied and all or most uniquely valuable in certain circumstances, which is cool. Yeah, totally. Also, so, just want to chime in and point out that uh, the round four matchup was two of the players were in contention for overall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, awesome. Uh, so that was all of our normal object or our not our normal our normal. That's our normal, right? Normal. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, normally, every table has an impact. Is that is that strange? Do people not do that? Well. I, I did miss. I, I will say I missed the having two zones last year and having some impact from the zones, but it did make things a hell of a lot easier. I'm not going to lie; it made life a whole lot easier trying to figure out all this stuff. <laughs> it did. Like, There's, just not going to lie. Yeah. 
There's a few things with the scenario boards too that we didn't, or the objective boards. Um, Jeff, you didn't uh, you didn't mention the Enigma machine. Oh yeah, exactly. well, I, haven't, I haven't. Yeah, well, the okay. So That's because we cut the, him off. Sorry. No, no I the. And we're going to do it again. Of a dog is attempting to climb her way in here. Um, <laughs> no, the pug Enigma for the machine. Win. Pug for the win, exactly. She, she needs to fart again. <laughs> Well, she's just pacing around, and her toenails are... It's a wood floor in my office here, so it's like... sounds like prancing reindeer every time she comes into the room, and she can't decide where she wants to be. At least she sees it. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, So we had the Enigma machine, and that... um, Pat, where did you find that again? Uh, That was actually... So they do have it on Thingiverse, but for like 20 or 25 bucks, you can track down the actual guy, and he will put it together and paint it and put the little decals on it for you. And I'm like, yep. What, uh, yep. Yeah, sure. 3D print a bunch of them and then fiddle with these tiny little little, like the actual keys are there that you have to print and then glue in and they're like, like the oh size of your goodness. smallest fingernail. Yeah, you saw with the model, the whole model is about the size of a quarter. Right. Uh, yeah, give or take. I'm like, 25 bucks? Uh, yeah. Jeff, you just need one? Good. We can do one. Yeah, just if one. you needed oh six, I've been like, uh, okay, I guess we're going to be gluing our fingers together in this one. Right. <laughs> but he puts the yeah. decals on and everything. And if you also want to do the 3D printing, he will sell the decals separate too. So, But he's totally on cool, Etsy, yeah. but you can find the link through Thingiverse. You just look for Enigma Machine. It's really cool. Yeah. So no, apologize. I don't remember cool the name of the guy who put it out there, but you can find him. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. So, uh, so this is an added bonus, and this is something because I love screwing with my with my players. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> so still love bonus. not being a player in this tournament. <laughs> yeah. So there's kind of Throw a bonus a objective uh, going around to the tables, right? In the two zones that are not objective boards, uh, we would randomly draw one of the boards to receive a special gift, uh, and that's in the form of a a little um, two 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 uh, command vehicle. And he, he, for the story, is running some of the plans, trying to get them to the submarine. And so whoever was the Axis player would be informed that this 222 was going to come on the right short side of their table, and they needed to get it off the left short side of the table before the game was over. And it would score them bonus points if, it, if they were successful. And we tell the Ally player, you know, if he gets it off, it's going to do something good for the Axis and bad for you. So you want to destroy it, or better yet, we want you to capture it. So win an assault against the vehicle, which would give you the allied players a big bonus. So, you know, people were setting up thinking we got away from the ejected table and going to have a nice normal game of bolt action, and then I got to come rain on their parade with that. So it was pretty fun. <laughs> um, but it's a fun little story event, I thought. So, I mean, we might as well go into what did they get if they... So well, hang the on. The, so it ran off. Back, oh, back to the objective so, table. Yeah, sorry. If yeah, you slide won, back. Yep. Yeah. Slide back. So the, the victory yeah. conditions... On the sub table, if you won, and you had an intelligence officer that was alive at the end of the game, your side got possession of the Enigma machine, which allowed you to know which table that armored car was going to be on. Yep. Right. So So you have pre-knowledge of that. Yes. So we did have a lot of... somebody there to stop it, yeah. We had a lot of stuff that went around these intelligence officers. In fact, both the airfield and the artillery, when you got to call in those strikes, if you had an intelligence officer, you got a plus one to the roll for the strike coming in and the plane type. 
right. which is awesome. So, yeah. Which we so we really you know we we nudged a little bit early on that hey you know we kind of think these guys are cool we're going to include them in the reinforced platoon for everybody and we gave you the set parameters what you could do. And then, like, lists are coming in, knowing he's doing it. So we're like, hey, guys, these are really important. And then it was finally like, hey, somebody put one in your freaking list, would you? <laughs> and then they started to. And they're like, oh, yeah, it was a really good idea that I did that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe subtlety is a strong time. point. <laughs> we, don't, we don't do subtlety here. Well, I think by year Evidently three, people re- I think by year three, people will realize that when we are posting things like, hey, we're offering you these new units, that maybe you, you should take, take them. them. Yeah, like I think people will start catching on very quickly as to the idea of we're not just talking about chaplains for no apparently good reason. There's maybe a reason why you might want one. Yes, like including horse chaplains. <laughs> oh, holy crap! <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see about what we do next year. It's not chaplains necessarily next year. Don't get don't read into that one, but read into everything else we say. <laughs> Operation Snafu. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We're done. That's it. Uh, yep. Better have a chaplain. Night, guys. <laughs> All right. Yep. 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 All good. Or two. <laughs> oh man. Awesome. Uh, anyway, so what did they get if they got the? Uh, so let's go back to the car then, since we've gotten we've determined the Enigma machine gets you pre knowledge of where the car ends up or the two 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 is. What do you get? What did the access player get if they got the two 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 off the board? Bonus points. No, they got an intelligence officer. Yeah, I know. I was just trying to. <laughs> uh, you could upgrade an officer on your side. Any any member of your team could upgrade their officer to also count as an intelligence officer. Which, again, there were people that didn't have intelligence officers that that made a difference to. That was mm-hmm. kind of a nice reason. aspect of it. Well, we'll get into a like I don't know about Dale's side, but our side there were some interesting things that happened when we were negotiating the pre-round stuff. But uh, so what did the the allies if the allies destroyed it, they got points. And did they get anything different if they got if they captured it? What happened when uh, they captured it? It didn't never happen, happen, so it didn't matter. It, it would have okay, fine. All right. So nobody will ever know but until they I think they it. would have gotten an intelligence officer upgrade if they had they captured it. it. Yeah. Which made yep. sense. So totally fun little extra thing that we did and I'm sure that we'll see some form of it again, I'm guessing. You might as well just get ready to see that again because it was way too fun not to see some form of it. And and it actually had some impact. When in doubt, double down. Yeah. We'll get into it again. There's some cool shit that happened with that too. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty pretty psyched to see some of it. So so let's get into round one. So so pre pre all of round one, Dale Dale wrote up and crafted some messages, and I basically copied and pasted those. kind of giving some of the pre-story or Jeff gave the story to us. We were able to communicate that out pre-hand. So they had some idea of what was going on around them. So Dale What's was pre-hand? the allied pre, like pre, pre the weekend, two weeks before, three weeks before. Beforehand? Know, it's beforehand. Sure. Okay. That sounds better. Pre before. It's kind of the same thing. Sure. sure. Yeah, you just, I've heard it. I've heard pre-hand. I don't okay. know why I've I heard, heard pre-cook. <laughs> it's so, all good. Keep so going. I, I, think, I think where it comes from is my graphic, not, or my, not my graphic, my graphic design background. The pre-hand is a type of drawing. It okay. means the same thing. It's sketching out an idea. It comes from your graphic knowledge, guys. Yes, graphic knowledge, yes. Um, anyway, 
Perfect. It's different different worlds colliding. Is it, is it graphic or graphic? Uh, it's not. <laughs> it's it's not GIF. How's that sound? You Sorry, I didn't mean to say it. No, yeah, let's go. no. Let's, let's keep going. All right. So p- beforehand, is that better, Pat? Um, we sure, we were able to great. communicate. <laughs> <laughs> we were able to communicate out some of this stuff to them, uh, getting the ball rolling and letting them start talking to each other. And I think we saw a little bit of that. I don't know how much the Allies did. I kind of ignored most of their stuff, but they did a little bit. The biggest yeah. thing the Allies did was I was accused of being a spy for the Japanese. Yeah. I, I did get copied on that one. <laughs> so I read that one too. It was pretty funny, but um, so they were they were sharing their lists and trying to figure out like if anyone was able to budge or like fudge their list to maybe get an intelligence officer in there. And then late when Pat sent out the last email saying, hey, guys, nobody has an intelligence officer. Maybe you should do this. They started firing I left out maybe. Again. What, I was being more kind yeah. than you were. But, sure. Um, so I could apologize we for set that. this up weeks in advance. No, I would not apologize for that one. Um, <laughs> but we basically were giving them some of the story, trying to feed it to them. Unfortunately, the packets didn't get done until the week before so we sent that out pretty late but at least they got it before the tournament so they got a good chance and most of the fair fair number of the scenarios were exactly the same so Mm -hmm. um half half well yeah half of the non-objective scenarios were the same yeah so they got to see we didn't tell them that right no 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 we we didn't say anything either way so yeah, I mean the idea in the pre-hand phase is is that (laughs) we we we, we get the teams together so that they can begin to kind of do this whole pre-planning thing and talk a little bit. In addition to that, we kind of want to um, spoon-feed them some additional information so that they can, can begin to plan, you know, if they're being aggressive and when aggressive lists are defensive and, and those kinds of things. And so we want some things to be familiar, but we do like to hold things back so that we can do these big surprises on the day of tournament. So the idea is to, as early as we can, Build, start building that narrative. And so the, the role play aspects of the communications from high command or, you know, field offices and the field manual and all those kinds of things is just to kind of build in this whole kind of, you know, in backing up Jeff's narrative and all the special things to make it one of those unique events that people hopefully will, will travel and, and come to. So, and we should be able to improve on that as we, as we go forward. So. Yeah, and I feel like this year ran smoother as far as that uh, than it did last year even. We were able to do more. I, I feel like we were able to do more, or at, at least I felt more comfortable being that person that's basically helping them interface with everything that they're doing. I, I kind of felt like their computer. Like, and they were just like, how are we, what, what does this do? I'm like, well, I can tell you what that does. Or I can confirm that this is actually what was the intent of that. So I was able to do a lot of that kind of stuff for him during the week or during but, the But you're more weekend, of a Bing so. search engine than a Google, though, right? Where you didn't get the exact answer well, you're looking I, for. It, it was a little bit, well, it was a little bit slower, but it was at least, well, I mean, typically I'd come talk to you guys and be like, hey, is this really what we meant to do with this? I'm not going to make this decision on my own. And then make sure Dale knew the same thing so that when, you know, this is getting communicated out or the way Dale communicated it, I was able to communicate it. But we'd, we'd been able to get these guys in their own groups I can't explain why that was more efficient. It was more efficient, though. I feel like, in a sense, that it. You, I, you I think the was easier. The big improvement in that for like the table thing is that we just said we have objective tables, 
in non-objective yes. tables. We didn't try right. to do the A, B zone, whatever. No. Yeah, the, the no zone thing was much a much larger. Oh my god! <laughs> and we had we had a total of fourteen tables, so we had nine non-objective tables, and we had three tables that basically weren't going to be used. So. In between rounds, I would go and arbitrarily select three tables that wouldn't be used and let you guys know which ones those were, and we let them pick where they showed up, which made my life a hell of a lot easier, let me tell you. I feel like it wasn't very arbitrary, though. I feel like you kept closing down the one that I... My favorite table, I know it's a pain in the butt to play on, though, was that uh, the, the, city t- the city board that Jacob Richards painted. I was like, the table's so pretty, it's just not getting played. But they whatever. were all yeah. arbitrary and determined by a random sequence of events that I oh, programmed into Excel. No, it's fine. It's fine. That's I'm, the company line. I believe it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So yeah, before the before the first round, like Rick alluded to, um, I was the allied. We said attaché, and he was the Axis attaché, and so we would break off into our group for a thirty-minute planning phase. And that's Dale. all I'm going to yeah. say about that. So, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's like the forest. Well, it was like no, the I mean, forest. that was pausing just, for dramatic effects. We missed it. <laughs> no, that was just was... to kind of set up more of. Um, again, we're talking about the narrative thing, and so and the team aspect, and putting the control of the tournament kind of into the hands of each of the individual teams. Yeah, and so um, you know, we as far as my approach to it was. Um, initially just to let them know to reaffirm exactly what each one of the objective tables was um, as far as what the rewards were and then that they needed to evaluate how important those were leading into into the next round and then how the matchups worked which was to say that they determined where they wanted to play Um, and I think beforehand we said that you know there aren't really any rules as far as that goes other than not to be rude but if you want to stand in and gather intel in another team's group and they're not smart enough to shoo you away, you can kind of do that. So yeah, we, we, did, we did say at the front that, yeah, if you wanted to walk close to your buddy who was on the other side and pretend <laughs> to care what he's talking about for a second and overhear things, you could do that. Yeah, you it seemed... If didn't you seem wanted to be a big deal, though. No, it didn't seem to be a big deal. If you wanted to see the other players kind of walk around and, you know, because you can go and look at the tables, you've got the scenario, so you know how it's going to play, and you can evaluate where you think you might have a better chance of performing. Like if you've got something, let's say, uh, with, with Tiger Fear, and there's a board with not a lot of line of sight blocking, then you might want to consider that to be a valuable place to play, things like that. We will increase the line of sight blocking for next year. No, we won't. I know we had more than a couple of tables that were that uh, didn't have tigers show up on them whatsoever, and uh, I could see why. I'm like, oh, I could see why they do that. That's, okay, sure. We can fix that in the spirit of fairness for those that don't, for the allies that don't have tiger. Of course, it might be partial because I play British myself, but still, just saying, we can say, fix that. Man, there's plenty of heavy Durant heavily densely terrained boards a few open boards you know just stay away from it if you can't handle the tiger fear or you know if if you actually shoot yes. at the tiger you don't suffer tiger fear so if also you have true. something that can deal with it then you can lay a trap for a tiger uh, there were a fair amount of fireflies in the in the in the ranks so that's for sure and those are yeah. good kitty hunters exactly 
I think um, I think the planning phase this year went better than last year because um, we had a fair number of return um, players who kind of understood what this was all about. And I don't think I had anyone kind of really step up too much in regards to like like leadership, I would say. They all actually worked really well together and talked, um, especially in the subsequent phases. And we can talk about that when we get past that. But it was fun. It yeah. was a lot of fun. I, I will agree. I think on our side that same thing happened where I, I don't know if you had any of this happen, but I did have a few players that were a little more reserved or they didn't. They're not used to this. I think they might have been new this year. I don't. I don't remember seeing them last year, mm-hmm. where they were like, "I don't care where I am. Just play. Just they're used to the old format of right. you know. I get assigned to table three. I go play a table three. So they were like, just put me wherever. And there were, you know, there was a, you know, I think I had how many guys were on each side? Twelve, uh, eleven on each side. Eleven on each side. So I thought we had three that were kind of like, I will play wherever. I don't really care. And then I had the other eight-ish people were gung-ho in the idea, and they were able to work together and collaborate. And I was able to – part of my job was basically to make sure those three people had tables and that they were you know, not getting stuck at the same table or playing the same opponents. So Right. I, I, I guess there is a little bit of that, and the idea is that we, we want to accommodate as many types of players as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for, for those players, as I began to kind of recognize and pick up on that, I wanted to see what I could do to kind of help them. Well, what kind of list do you have? And what right. do you think would be really, you would be really good at? And then what about this table or this? Because, you know, the objective tables, you have to play on it at least once. And so I might have had a few players that weren't excited about that because there's a little bit of added pressure. And so, you know, that's kind of fun in the negotiation state or planning stages <laughs> towards the end of the tournament, trying to work out, you know, because they they kind of got into it as the tournament went on. It was fun. Yeah, and, and I, all I, of those guys did well with that, too. I, I, I can, they figured out their lists and stuff, too. So I can confirm that we actually did have every player played at least once on objective table, and nobody played more than twice. Hey, well, way, so way to follow the rules. Good job, guys. Yeah, way, yeah. way to go, Dale. We, we, <laughs> we held up it. our side of that. Nice. Right. We, we did something right, apparently. <laughs> All right. So we we met for half an hour. We got through some of the you know questions about the stuff that they basically had just been told. So, so was a like, half hour wait. too long, do you feel? Was it too short? Was no. It, did, no. Was, I, that was I the right amount of time? Okay. I, think it's perf- I think it's perfect. I, I think any more and you might start getting bored, but I, right. I think half hour gives you enough time for – and I don't think people were taking half an hour, but if we allocated less, you know, in our schedule, it'd screw things they up. They might feel rushed. So, which is what we, last right. year we had fifteen minutes, and I think that's kind of what yeah, it was too fast. Problems. Too fast. It was yeah. too fast. It didn't give anybody the opportunity to actually have a discussion. They're like, okay, what, what table are we need? We just need to get shit assigned now because we are. We're, but we're also we're running out of not, time right now. So. We're not pushing the the full GT, which is the five games, two days. We're doing no two yeah. games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. Not starting at you know six thirty in the morning or whatever, making you get up that early. You know, we're, we're starting at nine thirty, ten o'clock. Very easy, relaxed, a nice hour for lunch. And and I noticed this year that there was a lot more people that came back for Saturday night and played games in the hall than there yes. than I've seen before in other tournaments. Which I, I thought was I really cool. I will say that that's a I think that's a direct reflection of only having two games that day. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I've been in enough tournaments where you play three days on Saturday and you're like, my feet hurt, my back hurts. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to go drink mm-hmm. and 
not and then I'm not sure if I want to come back tomorrow, but I probably will because I paid for it. Yeah, you have yeah. to. You kind of have to. Yeah, you feel obligated, yep. but you're like, you know, pop some Tylenol and go go suffer through another day. And I think four games for a lot of these players is probably, other than the guys that were running around the table in the middle. <laughs> I was I was going to bring that up that our other major snafu and we acknowledged this in the first the round one. The trouble is that both Jeff and I writ the, wrote the scenarios to be short end and didn't really talk to each other or recognize that we had done that. Yep. And we put them both in the middle because they were new and we wanted to keep them secret away from the recon rumble. And then we're like, hey, do you realize this year there's no gaps between the tables? Or like, oh. Yeah, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, sucks. Well, at least round one, I think it was Ian and Jason around one in that center sub table. I brought them water. I just want to say that. They're very yeah, appreciative no, you, of you it. Were, yeah. <laughs> and then, I, I and then uh, round four, John Sense is like, do you know you shouldn't have put this in the middle of the room? We're like, thanks. Yeah. didn't occur to me, John. It's, uh, it's late Sunday. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for bringing yeah, it up. Totally, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> totally missed that. <laughs> We've literally been watching people yeah. sweat 10 pounds off while they're walking around this table. And that's like, probably why there was one of the rounds we alluded to. Someone played it long edge to long edge instead. We are like, we're not walking around. Let's, no, that can't, that has to be a typo. We're doing it this way. <laughs> right. <laughs> we mistakenly read it the wrong way. All right. Yeah. No, that was really uh, – it, it was funny, but kind of not at the same time. We talked about even thinking about trying to move them Saturday night, and we didn't. And then that went to the wayside as we started yeah. having our own shenanigans ourselves. Right. That was yeah. a good time, though. So, so yeah. So, round Apologies one. Apologies to those people who had to do the center. It wasn't our, we didn't really, wasn't our attention. We had thought no. we were going to have the same setup as we did last year, which there was, you know, gaps between all tables, and that wouldn't have been a problem. And then we got there, yeah. and our focus was, let's set up and not pay attention to anything else. And that's what we did. Sure. Had the blinders on, went, you know. So there's an improvement. There's another improvement we'll make for next year. It's not. A, that, I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, we're up to two. Some guys got some exercise. That's okay. Oh, I've got a couple other things written down too, but we'll talk about those off the air. Um, so, I, I yeah, the half hour seemed great. I think people started playing earlier than that, which is kind of nice. It was a little bit of a soft start. Like people started moving into their games as soon as they got assigned, and mm-hmm. it was to, or like I shouldn't say assigned. That's the wrong word. When they got to the table, they had, they had chosen essentially. Yeah, they did their the table they had right agreed to play on. Yeah, yep, exactly. So it was actually really nice to see it kind of just organically go forward, and we were able to get what we needed to get done done. And the players did really I, well in that regard yeah, too. Yeah, they they so. jumped right on it and were able to take control. So Dale and I were able to go do our you know make sure everybody's playing where we think they're playing, and then hand it off to Pat and. So let's let's you we are not going to go really through each of the matchups and so up until round four when you didn't turn those back into me and I had to go back to the scorecards to find out the assignments. I swear we didn't we give them to you. I Dale gave me his. We did. Oh well, that sorry. <laughs> I don't know what happened to mine then. It's probably still in a pair of, a pair of jeans I own. Um, <laughs> probably probably stuck in a link trap somewhere. Yeah, well, maybe. Wrapped up in a kid's diaper. <laughs> well, then they're long gone. That's long gone then. Like, that does not but stick around long that, enough. That's why we told them to put down the, the, the numbers on their score sheets. So, and that's sure. why I kept all those. In fact, I even ran into an audit situation on myself in the, in the Recon Rumble where I had some discrepancy. And I'm like, hang on, wait a minute. So that's I, For the record, I keep all those. In fact, I still have all of them. I could tell you who voted for who on what. So He has a file retention process of at least seven years. 
So we'll uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make sure we'll to be have going for here. ISO nine thousand. So <laughs> we'll have to do that for seven years. Yeah, right. And then they're mm-hmm. they're actually in uh, Iron Mountain right now. Is that where they are? No. Uh, no, anyway. they're in a. They're, yeah. Iron box. <laughs> Iron box. Lockbox. They're in a safety deposit box. Guarded by dragons. Sweet. This is getting cool. There's Asia Sigmar dragons. They're not that tough. So let's let's bust out round one. So round one happens two and a half hours later. Who is standing on top of the first dust pile? (laughs) I think it's a big dust pile, by the way. Like, holy cow. I was was shocked. Who wants to say it? Really? Uh, The... Uh, Axis doubled up the allies hard. Literally. 102 to 51. You can't get more literal double double up than that. And I think they won every objective table? Correct? They won every objective table. Yep. Well, there was... Yeah. I I think they actually had every table. Yeah, they had... I don't know that they got every bonus, but they had won every table. I know that they didn't get one of the bonuses, if I remember correctly. I don't think they got the uh, the Enigma. Machine. They did not get the Enigma machine. Yeah, so they, but they, they had did not get table. everything, but they won the table. Yep. So they, right. they they doubled up the points. So it was like because some the, fool for the Axis, not to call it <laughs> Jason, didn't have an intelligence officer. Let me double check. Oh. Was he on that one? He won though. His Italians whooped out. Uh, our, it was a club. It was a club duel, so we can do that. Jason versus Ian. Yep, yep. And Jason, without an intelligence officer, did beat Ian. Um, Playing as Chinese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Italian Italians versus Chinese in the middle of the European theater. Why wouldn't that be a problem? <laughs> it <totally> makes sense. <laughs> this is narrative, guys. Come on. You, you can't Take make this shit up. I'm just saying. <laughs> perfect. Let's, let's uh, yeah. It, so and it my, was a, it was a major victory. Uh, no, sorry, it was a it was a minor victory to the Italians ooh, with the secondary okay. objective ooh. achieved. Do we cover the secondary objectives for this one? Uh, uh, we talked no. about them on the recon rumble breakdown. Yeah, okay. So, so we, we have the same cards with the issue. with the minor switch up. So right. there's just a, a different set of five cards. So I think instead of doing the assault on the open top, it was uh, just destroying armored vehicle. Was the one switch out I had made? But okay. Same concept. Yep. Yeah, but you didn't play those on any of the objective tables. We didn't really go into the other scenarios at all, so I right. yeah, kind of glossed over that. But, yeah, so we had a similar secondary objectives were hidden card thing, which is really, I think, is fun. So I'm glad we pulled it over into Snafu as well. So uh, the, the moment I saw in this that I thought was hilarious is Dale's table, uh, the colors table. Eric Hagen had his, uh, I think it was an M... Is it M4 Scout? Which one's the half-track for the Americans, Jeff? M5. 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 So you get his M5 armor transport literally rubbing paint through, like, this alleyway. <laughs> That's right. I remember this now. <laughs> like, literally would have, like, if it happened in real life, the dude couldn't have driven more than a mile an hour and would have ripped the mirrors off of the thing. But they allowed it because they, they discussed it. And he's like, yeah, it, it works. It fits through there. It was, it was hilarious because there was no way in hell it would have actually ever happened. They would have gotten stuck. And some dude would have popped the front of it, and they would have been stuck in that little... It would have been a death trap, is what it was. But super funny to see. I'm like, Eric, is that is that like literally like hugging both buildings? He's like, yep, yep, it fits. I'm like, all right, it's not my game. <laughs> you guys determined it. It was just funnier now. Anyway. Well, I guess he, he didn't use the 148 model. He stuck to the 152. 
Maybe, yeah. There must have been. Uh, it was a smaller one. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yep. Um, it would have jammed so, it pretty good. So as the Allies attache, I got to be the guy that gave them all the hype they wanted, and I'm sure Dale had to yell at his people. I was the Allies attache. You were yeah. the Axis. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was the Axis one. But mm-hmm. I got to I got to be like, here's your bonus, and here's your bonus. It felt like Oprah. Um, and it was interesting to see how they worked it into the next negotiation or like the next uh, planning phase. They were doing a little horse trading, like, oh, I'll give you the artillery strike if you go play on this table against this person or whatever. So they did a bunch of stuff like that. Or like, we need you to go play here. And they're like, well, fine, give me the artillery strike then. Or give me the intelligence officer. They did a bunch of stuff like that. I thought was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I found that fun. I can't remember. The other thing that happened in round one was the guy that was playing the artillery table yelled at me. And he's like, I, I have an artillery strike available. I think it was round one. And he's like, I want you to figure out where it goes. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, that's not my job. Like, that's way above my pay grade. Um, I'm just here as your messenger. And he's like, I don't care. Just go figure out where it needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, shit. I'm like, okay. So I'm wandering around and I see... John probably didn't need it, but he his army was about to get <laughs> probably. I, I, Did you use the well, word John and probably in the same sentence? Yes. Well, okay. here's the thing: he's, he was he was facing down like I think twenty Gurkhas. Yeah. He Josh was like, Dunn. Yeah, yeah. So Josh's list was looking kind of like oh it, this could go really bad for John, and I'm like well I'm sorry Josh, what's going <laughs> John on you man? Does that <laughs> just just as a bait? Up until turn five, I you haven't played done, John. Guys. We should yeah, hook you up for the game with John. Streak. You'll find but it out. The, no, I know, but the Gurkhas, the Gurkhas were not. I think John was even kind of sweating that one a little bit. Maybe not. John will even know, say, but... "Oh my God, you're kicking my ass!" All the way up until turn four, when he turns around and flips the table on you. Yeah, well, I think the artillery He's strike kind of did for Josh. So, um, put a bunch of pins and stuff, whatever. So, oh, that was round two. That was, that was no, the very no, first round. round one. The very first round. Yeah, turn. it was during the round. Very yeah. first round, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they called it in during the game. Because so, yeah. I remember Josh uh, looking at me like, going like, what, really, this table? And like, <laughs> do you know how this works? Josh is like, I play British. Yes, I know how this works. <laughs> so so having I did go to every table, to be fair. I looked at every table, and like you said, they doubled up on the the, the allies. It was like... None of the other tables really were looking like that bad. And I'm like, well, two units of Gurkhas sitting there. I'm like, that's gross. I like, That's the worst thing I can see from that's walking around That's because you the haven't tables. had Gurkhas on your side yet. That looks magnificent. <laughs> well, right. Well, having, being on that side of the, of, the, of the fight, I knew I had to do with it. So I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to have to be involved in that. But I also I was just like, You should not have been. It. You should have dismissed yourself from that decision altogether. I like next well and I did determine after that I'm like if you if anyone asks yep. me again I will randomly pick a table like so, I'm so not literally next year it'll be whoever holds their hand up the longest or can perform the most jumping jacks which I know is a stretch for a lot of us <laughs> right will get the attention yep. if and if we'll that the player who hasn't said this guy has been standing there and actually jumping for over ten seconds maybe pick him I thought or well, he's going to die and we need the EMH. I was thinking about this earlier. Kind of a fun way to do it is um, 
is, I mean, there's radio breakdowns all the time. And if all you hear on the radio is, you know, airstrike or artillery strike available, um, you know, send coordinates or, or request assistance. If anybody is interested in that, you go to them and, okay, you can, you can send a message that consists of three words. What are you sending? <laughs> and you mark them all down, and then you go and you read that to the person with the artillery strike, and oh, you have to tell, yeah, there you go. and they have to decide which one of these do they feel is urgent enough that they're going to drop it on. <laughs> I like That's that. Actually, that might slow That's things good. down a little that bit. That could much, slow but, things down. So, but it would be uh, it, that maybe that's only when they're like, I don't know who I need to put this on. I'm like, well, here you go. I'll, I'll help you. Well, but it's going to be. It doesn't affect their game. None of them care. Right. I mean, you know what? in their direct, what's going on right now is like I'm still focusing sure, on this. Sure. Whatever is happening with that, but yeah, so you need Fair. to do it in the sense of you know, hey, intelligence officer or first Louis, second Louis. This has come back as you've re- in response to your we have an airstrike or artillery strike available. What are your orders? And they just have to go. Well, I don't know. Then nothing this comes one. in. <laughs> if they say I don't know, nothing happens. Well, you know, go, something maybe we can refine. You know, it's all about being able to tell a story or something. So yeah, it is. No, it's, it, it was. Funny. I really like that the, the, the interrupting dies. Like complete yardage, gentlemen. An airstrike is coming in this table. Like what? I love that. Yeah, that was so, so cool. <laughs> Depends on which side of it you were on. I think, I think there were a lot of people who who understood and learned what happened during an airstrike at that tournament that probably had no oh, idea sure. before that. <laughs> not 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 some well or or felt the disappointment of never seeing the damn plane show up. There there were uh, there was there was one table that there was two airstrikes and artillery strike and. One of them, and all three of them went against the the opponents. You know, it was like the first one was like, "Okay, here's your yes, I got an airstrike coming in. Oh crap, it's coming at me." Now his opponent gets the artillery strike. Oh crap, and then he got an airstrike, and oh crap, it's just like, wow, that was awesome. And yeah, crazy I think bad at the same time. I was gonna say, I think next year we might have to like maybe limit how many of them not the same table. Hit. Yeah, like. It felt kind yeah, of gross when you're love. like, poor Luke was getting slammed on in that one of those rounds where he's just like, he literally got all of the shit that could possibly get landed on him, landed on him. <laughs> and he was like, that kind of sucked. Like, I, I can get, like, I don't want it to be like a total downer. It's already kind of well, shitty when you get an airstrike landing on you, but. Well, that was, that two was or round three two. three of them would suck. And, so, no, that was round three, but. Round that, the Axis. The Axis team, well, let's talk about round two then. Well, going into round two in my planning phase, I didn't get to hand out any objectives because right. my yeah. team stunk any. it up. Stinker. But there was an opportunity there to kind of say, you know, listen up, guys. This is really bad. You're going to have to do something hardcore to turn this around. And so then they're, they're kind of sat there. They're like, they, and then I could really see them start to think about, okay, we need to figure out what's important and make this work. So. Totally, and I, and the results show it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. The Allies pulled back in within 20 of the Axis, so they were down 50, and they came. They pulled 30 points out of nowhere on that one. Yep, they ended up within 16 points after round two. Yeah, which is amazing. And I think they ended up with all the objective tables that round, didn't they? And they had won all of the objective tables from yeah. round two. So it's insane the swing that we had from one side to the other, and I thought that was really cool to see how close it actually came. Jeff, uh, do you want the caveat in that one? 
Uh-oh. No. No. <laughs> no. Let her go. Woohoo. Go. Way to swing back. Let it was never... Yeah. Never designed to become close later at all. It was a good job. <laughs> totally was not designed to get closer if one tie aside was just raffle stopping the other. I would never do no. that. We wouldn't, oh, no. we, all right. we wouldn't like not to have the term be hinging close within 50 points every single round. We would not like that. That would not be fun. We want we want total stomp outs. Right. No, I... I found it. But the abductor cool tables—that's—that's—that's that's, that's their own assignment. They pick their own mm-hmm. tables. Right. We can't control and, that. We and, can only control how you win or well, lose. And it doesn't change. Those points don't change. Like those things are there, and they're just yeah. set. They're set. You're not changing those. The scenarios on the outside change, but not so much on the inside. Right. Cool. Um, so again, then I got to do nothing that. So okay, so let's pause there because it's basically Saturday night now. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Dinner upstairs. We just had dinner at the hotel this this Don't evening. Don't remind me, <laughs> right? I know. I I had a we had some cooked, fantastic roast steak. beef. I mean, prime. We did no, actually have some it? fantastic roast beef with some was sour very cream. Good roast beef. Yeah, with some sour cream. With yeah. some sour cream, which was supposed to be horseradish sauce and prime rib, but it wasn't. And they didn't have potatoes. But I had a nice steak with mashed potatoes, exactly cooked right, well-seasoned. It was delicious. I had a good Cuban um, sandwich, too, actually. So, and, and we actually ate as a fairly sizable group. A bunch of, the, bunch of our clubmates that had, were playing in the event stayed and ate with us. Uh, Pim, who had eaten dinner with you guys the night before, came and sat For with some us. reason, ate with us again. <coughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, most people run terrified. And, and Sean also sat with us, so uh, Wahoo Warrior sat with us. And those two guys had determined prehand that they were he going to play He was looking for game. content, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but they're they're talking they're talking shit during Yeah, dinner. there's a there's quite a bit of <laughs> yeah, there's some betting talk. going on there. And then actually yeah, actually uh, Wahoo Warrior and Pim threw down uh via bolt action that after that too. I'm glad you clarified that they didn't go outside and throw punches at each other. That's uh, <laughs> we could have sold tickets to that too. I mean, probably would have been interesting, but I don't think anyone wanted to. Like, I don't think they'd cover the airfare for Pib to get back. Yeah, or the yeah the legal fees. Turns out we not see him for three years. Sorry, Pim, man, we'll miss you. Good showing, by the way. Yeah, we'll yeah. get we'll get through all of that, I'm sure. But so, uh, and then we started doing podcast shit that that and drinking snafu'd on us, but um, or on me at least. Yeah, drank a fairly hefty amount. Uh, uh, yeah. I had quite a bit. Someone uh, released the Kraken. <laughs> That's I right. did. I did bring out the Kraken. Literally. Uh, yeah. It was we had um, we had some folks night. come back and were playing um, as well. We saw some uh, Two Fat Lardies, What a Tanker being yeah. played. and There's a group playing yeah. that. And, yeah. uh, at least one bolt-action game. I think it was only one bolt-action game that I saw. But there was a lot of people hanging out. We saw some other people. Yeah, we that, mentioned that. Uh, Yep. Saw some other people that had, were were other gamers that we had known from other game systems and that yeah. were here for other for other events. Bromley um, showed up. <laughs> yeah, our, our, yeah, our our long friend. Uh, yeah, that was that was impressive. I think he uh, came to see his other dent- dentist friend. Long uh, long lost was, friend. By the way, there. yeah, yeah. So. I, I I missed my Jake, but it 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 felt like it felt like um, you know like. Uh, an old time Wapaka Saturday night with just a bunch of people 
your great friends and new friends just hanging out, drinking, playing games, laughing. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. So yeah, no, it definitely had a. It definitely had more of a vibe like that this year than last year. In in my we got opinion, down I think John it was. Russell and, and and learn about a lot oh of gosh. the uh, the the Warlord oh. releases coming up for this we, year. Yeah, we Super probably recorded with with John for what ninety minutes. Longer ninety two minutes, hours. two hours. Don't don't remind me to go. I don't. I'm not going to go back and look at it. I still have it. But uh, John, when you hear this, yeah. we, we did unfortunately lose that, and we will have you yeah. back on after we get through Battle of France. Uh, expect a phone call, and I know you're going to be right there yeah. because you're yeah, a bro. Who John is? Yeah. Sure. Actually, yeah, a big shout out. He said that many John. times. Yeah. He, um, he Warlord set up in the vendor hall, and mm-hmm. and so John was there, and it was. Super exciting to see. I mean, we're not close to any of the Warlord offices or anything, but they no. came up and they supported the tournament. John was fantastic. Yeah, great, he, great time, great guy, great company. I'm, I'm very kind of heartbroken over this one because he did give us a lot of nuggets of stuff where I was like, "Yeah, this is the most this is the most teased out he's ever been with us." Where he gives us essentially stuff that I've never even heard existed at this point. Right, you know, and and Jeff is so a funny story is we had six mics, two of them weren't working for some stupid ass reason. It was really frustrating to me, but Jeff and John were sharing a microphone, and Jeff is just like peeking at his cell phone with his calendar of things, and Jeff is just like foaming at the see, mouth. Yeah, you could see Pretty his much, head yeah. head trying not to explode, and he's trying to like I can't say this on the microphone, and he you know like the whole time so. I, and he was talking about like one column of stuff, and it was probably the you can talk about this stuff column and all the other stuff. Well, Jeff it depended on what color it was because it, it right. kind of showed me that too. Right. It's like, oh, so this colors we can talk about. These colors you didn't see those. And like, I sure I'll be colorblind to that. Sounds <laughs> yeah. great. And nobody, uh, I saw those. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. anyway, we we appreciated the time he sat down with us and talked about all the cool stuff coming. I am excited for the next year, of Warlord. I thought that was a really fun time. We also spent yep. some time with the organizers of Renegade, or two of the organizers of Renegade. And unfortunately, again, same thing. I had a setting mix-up on my new laptop, and it basically made the recordings unusable. So unfortunately, we lost that recording too. But it was appreciated. It still, it, They were good conversations, but unfortunately, none, nobody will ever get to hear them. If nothing <laughs> else, is a lot of fun with people talking with headphones on, looking like we cared it was, that it was going to be projected somewhere else like oh yeah we, we, cool. we looked impressive at least that I, people Very were much impressed so. by the setup so yeah we looked like a legit podcast right like we're legit <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah we're gonna don't let that the one. cat in the bag now what the hell <laughs> oh hell so Sorry. so basically we got shun shoot out of the room at what time i don't know remember, like uh, one one or so one well, or so and we, two we o'clock a.m oh, we did get god um, that was awful we did get uh, some time with Sean, the Wahoo Warrior, yes. which it, I think will have already been released by the time people hear this. So, hopefully, it will be out before this one, unless Pat is like really on the ball with this one. But, um, like in the next couple of days, probably. But yeah, so yeah, we got some time with Sean, and I, I found the setting that was causing issues and fixed the problem. And, and that was so that our last was one. Yeah, and. Um, I get a lot more talkative when I'm drunk, and some of the other guys get less so. So that's it ended up me talking way more than I probably should have, and I apologize for that, guys. So, no, no, which made for a much better podcast overall. Let me tell you, right, yeah. right. And <laughs> I, I, I have a nice voice to listen to. 
<laughs> I will say you you were unheard in the other two, so you were talking plenty. You just couldn't be heard. Okay. <laughs> just like random people answering questions, and you're like, Dale must ask something because I can't hear any of it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and appreciate that Sean sat down with us and did that too. So, yeah, we drank all the rum. We were out of rum by the end of the night, which yeah, we, yeah. We, we, well done. we closed down the rum. So, so I'm going to have to get two bottles of that next time. Oh, I don't know. That seems Oof. like a bad idea. Maybe at least maybe <laughs> it's we get so something good, else. Though. I, it is, but oh, my Lord. That's a, that's a recipe for, I don't, I don't know. Good times. Good times. Yeah, probably just good times. So, yeah, closed out at 2 a.m., fell asleep just to do it all again in the morning. So I think we had a I, – I, I don't know what you guys did, but I went upstairs and had breakfast with Pat and Pim and Sean again. We all, we all were a little rough for wear, I think. Yep. <laughs> I went and got some fresh fruit. I think that's what I ended up okay. doing for breakfast. Did, I was going to say, we did, the, we did the brunch special. So okay. I, we cranked out some food down there. And, what, what's yeah. this breakfast you speak of? Yeah, right. I know. Um, I needed something because otherwise I was going to make it through that day. That would have been a, it wouldn't have been quite as Adepticon-y as Adepticon was, but <laughs> <laughs> my my body was yeah. a little sore. Like not not gonna lie, that was a long night of rum drinking. So yeah, um, yeah, I I had a good time. So Saturday or Sunday morning, then we basically started the same thing again, but we yep. were sitting in a little bit different boat where things were close close yep like damn close i was like uh oh so uh nothing really changed other than who was playing where and yep and the um the allies had all of the objectives so they got to um kind of figure out what they wanted to do and luke ended up getting pounded because (laughs) he was playing on the board that the uh, the, yes. the bonus armored car because we had the Enigma machine. We knew where it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they, they, the team, the Axis or the, the allies were like, okay, we really want this to happen. So we're going to put our additional resources to help achieve that particular goal. So they overlapped their, their bonuses to propel them towards victory on that board. Right. So. They started figuring out what these things were, and they're like, "Oh, sh- we gotta, yeah, we have to start making this synergize, essentially." Yeah. Un- unfortunately, it really. So that was that was Luke and Ian, by the way, that had uh, game three on table four, and that was the first time, uh, sorry, second time it had been blocked from getting off. Oh, the first yeah. time, the armor car. Just just to recap, back up, armor car got off on table three. That sounds terrible. Escaped yeah, from boy. table three. <laughs> was blocked from escape on table 14, where we had Tony and uh, Ian had played. And then you mentioned that Luke and it looks like uh, Mike. No, table four was not Mike Gerald. Was it Mike Gerald? It was Mike Gerald again. Gerald Gerald, which one is it again? I always forget. Gerald. 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 And Kevin were on for, for game three, and it was blocked again there. So, well done, allies. I think once the allies f- figured out what it does did, they once were like, they figured out like gave bonuses. They're like, ah, uh, let's stop this seriously, yeah. and they they did because right. yeah. it went escaped, blocked, blocked, destroyed. So yes, it became well, important after that. Yeah, we're gonna figure out how to like make it so Luke isn't gonna get. 
body slammed again. But other than that, I think yeah, it was a really Luke cool had a very tough opponent. He had some tough yeah. matchups all the way yeah. through. Some tough assignments, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's part yeah. of it, and we'll we'll uh, we'll get into some of that in a second, I think too. So uh, you had all the bonuses, and my Axis players pulled it out, got some more points off you guys, a little bit, yeah. just, just a little bit. leadership. Despite all of your efforts at trying, well, you guys captured all the objective tables that round, and I, the allies still weren't able to get enough points out of it. So, I wonder, did, did does that mean that the sub table must have not gone the way I expected it to? John Stentz was playing on the sub table. No, no, he was not. No, not until oh, round no, four. He wasn't. So him and um, yeah, this is him and Warriors. Was, uh, it, was, it was Mikey and Tony. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I don't I don't know who won that one. Who won that one? I, I don't curiosity. know who won that one Two very competent generals. Oh, would you like me to look it up? If you could, could you please? Yeah, uh, so going Mike, into Mike, let me just say, Mike, who was the uh, the the new the USO Bob Hope winner, uh, did in fact lose that table. Okay, so that's how they were able to still get some points out. Uh, of it. it was you know. just it was just it was just a it was a minor victory though. Okay. So it was a tough fought match, no, I, which so I assumed close. it would have been. Yeah. Coming into Very round cool. three, there was a 16 table point seven, right? lead. Wait, hang on. Table seven. Mm, yep, table seven. Yep, yeah. correct. Yes, that was that was Mikey. Yeah, who okay. scored a whopping three points, which meant he had the secondary yeah. objective because was not ended a draw. Right. Yeah, so that was not good for oh. him. He did not do no. well. But apparently it was a hell of a champ doing it, which... We've yeah, all right. we've played him before. The guy's a lot of fun to play against. There's no surprise he oh, won God, that. Yeah. Pretty well. Yeah. So I was so ha- I was so it, happy well that <laughs> what I was really happy to see him in our tournament. He won. We already told you the USO. He was the best. He was the best. Oh, favorite player. Sorry, favorite yeah. opponent. There you go. Yeah. And that's not a surprise okay. if you've ever played him or even talked to him about games. It just like yeah, he is really just cool. He's going. He's he encourages and reminds you about. Bonuses you're supposed to have that you forgot about, and wants to make sure mm-hmm. you get them, and that he's just right. Yeah. Well, if he wants to beat you, he's going to beat you. Remembering all in the rules, he's not going to he's not going to let you forget no. something to no, try and win. All. Right. There, there are players that are like that. Are just be like, I'm not going to remind you about, you know, Tiger Fear. Yeah. Right. Like you're going to forget it. You're going to forget it. That's that's on you. Where Mike right. is very much the opposite. He's a gentleman as far as playing games. He's like. Dude, I, I have a tiger for your check. Let me check. And he'll, he'll do it for you. He'll remind you for you. He'll even go back to like, oh, you know what? That I should have done tiger for your first. Let me go back to do that before you. And, okay, I yep. missed it. Put those six guys back on. Never mind. Yep, yep. That's he's, the way he plays. Yep. He's a very he's a very gentle. He's a good gentleman as far as that. And he well-deserved award for him. So mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Which is funny that he, he did come up and ask me. He's like, so I'm going to go home. Is that okay? Do you think there's any reason why I can't go home at the end of the tournament? And I'm like. Uh, I don't think you're in the running to win, you know, like any of the big awards. So I was like, nah, you're, you're probably fine. <laughs> nah, he, he was the only one with three for three. You went, uh, sorry, three out of four for well, a favorite point. Yeah, we don't so. get those votes until after the games are played. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't think about being the, played at yeah, that point. Yeah. I didn't think about the sports award. It was the one that I wasn't thinking about. I'm like, well, did you win all your games? Then you're probably not in the running for, you know, 
But, but he had a girl there who, who claimed he would take that and give it to him, so I, I should probably follow up with that at some point to make sure that that happened. I, he, he definitely did. I'm sure he yeah. did. They see each other every Thursday. I, I, I have strong faith in Eric to same. do his job. I know. Eric <laughs> is a good guy. Absolutely. Yeah. It may take him a month, but he'll get it back to him. Don't worry. I'm sure. He might forget it for like six or seven times and, you know, wait for the coupons to expire and have spent them already and go, oh, sorry, bro. You know, I just figured you'd want me to have these because I accepted the award for you. But you can have the plaque. Is that cool? Yeah. The, I was going to say the plaque is probably the least of Mike's things. He's got so many damn plaques <laughs> over the years. <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah. That dude won some awards over time. He's going to toss it on the pile. Yeah, just like, yeah. all right, here's another one on my wall. Yeah, no, but all you bolt action players, be wary be when he actually catches on to how the game is played because, oh, boy, he's good. Yeah, no. So, um, so Ale- the Axis players are still up. Yeah, so it was 13, Alita 13 going into round three. Coming out of round three, the Axis had extended their lead to 26 points. So. Yay. Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't really have as many, we, the, the objective table split a little bit more this time. Yeah, they had. I feel like they, like, so there were some on both sides of it and, you know, like the car gotten destroyed or just stopped. It got blocked, but it didn't matter. So anyway, so like it, it made a natural flow into the last round. We were able to like give our pep talks like this is the final push. Make your make it count. <laughs> and I think they well, made it count. And, and, and scenario three was sectors, which had been played last year, so it should have been familiar yep. to some. It was all about moving, not just sitting there hoping. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it was modified sectors too, which I, I do like the difference Sorry, that we made yes. with that one. I meant snafu sectors. Yeah. Right. There you go. There you go. Yes. yes. So, uh, I don't know if there were, like, well, th- here's the interesting one is that they put, so the Axis players put John Stentz, who we all know is a, we've, we talk him up enough. They put him on the submarine board. You're knowing talking round four? Is, yeah, round four. Like, going into round four, the plan was John had not played any objective tables day one to play on objective tables day two. So, I, I know, like, let, uh, sorry, I'll jump back to round three again because... John and Sean Vilmont, a Oahu warrior, had a grudge match, grudge matched, and the only way they were going to end up playing each other was on an objective table. So I think they picked the artillery table. Artillery. Yep. Yeah. I'm. I let's. I want to. You still have that spreadsheet open because I'm kind of curious how that one ended. <laughs> uh, not well was for the a, Oahu warrior. Uh, yeah, it was bummer. a victory yeah, for John. Normally, normally, that's the kind of. I think Sean's still waiting for the win. He's got a couple draws, but I don't think he's got the win yet. But um, I think so that was it was a it was a John Stentz with the we go right off to what to call that. So Sean posted three whole points, which is a major loss on a objective table with the with the no draw. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, Ouch. sorry. Five, which meant he had a minor loss and secondary objective, okay. which was not to end in a tie. So not terrible. Okay. No. And I remember, because uh, I'd, I'd watched some of his coverage, and Sean had alluded to the significant amount of drinking he had done, <laughs> he had done the night before. <laughs> oh, maybe my God. Having and a contributing factor. I'd, I'd given him some of my <laughs> vodka and stuff. He's like... What else did I drink? I said, you asked me for my vodka. He's like, a what? 
Like, what? <laughs> you desperately from the drink, and I said, all I had was vodka. You're like, I'll take that. I'm like, okay, here you go. He's like, oh, I don't even remember that. I'm like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> sign, yeah. Well, all right. Well, there there we go. Um, that it was an interesting... I. It was interesting to I see. Was, how I was many bringing him water glasses the the whole morning. By the way, just because you know, of course probably they were in the middle thinking. table and they had to walk around the whole time. And that was when John's like, you know, he should have put these in the middle. Like, what? Are you sure? That it seems like that explains him complaining. That explains his complaining a little bit more though. If he was a little hungover, not having to like, I don't want to move. and You're making me walk. Uh, this is not a good choice. You know, of all the people, including myself, who are hungover and complain. It, the Wahoo Warrior is very cordial when he's hungover and complaining. <laughs> he's very he's very pacifist when you're what that's not it's the right like, word. I just I just don't want to be doing this right now and you're making me do this. Can you do something right. else? Here's water. Okay, that's good. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're a good guy. I still don't want to can, be doing can, can you, this. Well, I can't yeah. help that. Can you get off the bullhorn? <laughs> We're not right. on the bull, bullhorn. <laughs> yeah. I'm just talking normal. Well, well that's cool. <laughs> Well, thank, thanks Tylenol. for telling me that. I appreciate it. That's very yeah. good. Yeah. No, so, um, yeah, I don't, it was interesting to see how many times John got called out for, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not called out. Grudge matched. into Because into, he had at least two grudge matches this weekend. He had two. He have, yep. He only had two. He had, he had Josh Dunn he had two. and Sean Josh Delmont won him round from, one. And then yeah. got an airstrike onto Josh, and then he got uh, <laughs> Sean for round three right. on the sub table. Yep, and that one was kind of arranged by Dale and I because that was the only way they were going to end up playing just because of how the objective tables were going to roll out for the yep. round four. So, yeah, so round that four. That was the only way you guys could arrange that. Well, right. no, um, so Sean, Sean had already played on an objective table the previous day, so right. only had one yes. opportunity to play again. And yes. so um, that's kind of where they they ended up landing. So right. So we determined Dale and I determined the only place that they were going to end up pairing up is on an objective table, and it was probably gonna, it had to be round one, and, of, and or round had, one on Sunday. Yeah, the Axis had had the um, had won the partisan table in the previous round, so we knew where John Stentz was playing on yep. which objective table, and Sean and the rest of the team decided that that was going to be the matchup for them. So yep. So it was it was kind of fun to have been able to arrange that a little bit, kind of be the I don't know it's not it's not king making in any stretch, but it was a they both were in pretty decent shape as far as points goes. So yeah, it was a good match. Cool, yeah. yeah. So it was fun there, and then we're moving into round four. So we determined the axis players are up a little bit. Sorry, I jumped back a little bit there. Uh, so yeah, this was twenty six. Yeah, yeah. Axis no, I just had some things there. Up by twenty six. Yeah. So so they put John on the submarine board. No, yeah, submarine board facing off against Monty and his Soviets, which uh, I that one was going to be a tough match. I thought. I thought, having watched it, I, it was a tight match all all the way. I think I don't remember who won it. Again, so, I don't remember. So oh, the one thing know. that uh, that stands out here is that uh, I hadn't caught until much later. Is that it looked like you had so. Yeah, John Stentz was on the artillery board, and yep. then you had you had you guys did all your matchups and stuff like that, and then I ran across to and talked to four different players and said, "HQ command is overridden. Whatever he lays on said, you are playing here." Yep. Yeah. So you did a little bit of pairing with 
these guys are we the did, highest we, of the bunch. We did some pairing be because there are the the golden dog tags on the line. What yep. that ends up meaning this year to Warlord is what it means to Warlord, and we'll leave yeah. it at that. And so we made sure that we had the the higher pairings of all Axis and Allies players playing each other, and that came down to the highest were uh, at that stage was was John and Monty Lumen. And then also Dave Caven was also tied neck and neck with uh, with with uh, John Stunts, and the next closest player was um, Josh Dunn with the painting okay. score and the the devil all that figured mm-hmm. in. He was the next highest. Cool. So we also had that little armored car thing. So while we had the two of them pairing off in the subboard for quote unquote the championship plus whatever they had. The little algorithms I had running through for the armored car happened to turn up on table 14, which is what Josh had set his fig- figures down on. I said, hey, Dave, you're going to play in table 14. He's like, uh, I thought I was going to. No, 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 you're playing in table 14. Just happened to work out that way. Not sure what happened there. So. Yeah, right. Maybe, uh, <laughs> Give them a strange. Yeah, it's funny how that Most worked out. peculiar, yes, yeah. indeed series of unfortunate events for some of that so i will say i think the coolest moment of the tournament happened in that game with josh and it might have cost josh the game oh my yep. god this is freaking awesome uh, but it, it alluded it or it shouldn't say it alludes it illustrates the purpose of our tournament and the stories and all the stuff that goes into it and it's narrative it's not completely about me winning or or someone winning it's about the overall experience so Josh, if there had the been airstrike. a bonus, if there had been bonus for triple super score story points, he would yep. have had it. And Absolutely, there, and, there, awesome. and there might be some of that next year in some fashion. I think Dale and I are we're figuring out how that would work, but yep. something something along that lines. Because you know, if I could have pinned a badge on Josh for this, I would have. Even as the access attaché, I would have done it. So, mm-hmm. so essentially, what happened is is that Josh got an airstrike. From his, you know, from the objective table in the middle, I don't know who was on it. Uh, Matt Peterson uh, was it? Was it an airstrike or was it an artillery strike? Was it? Um, it was during the game, right? Right. Yeah, this was an airstrike. So an airstrike. This was an airstrike. Yeah. So so uh, so, so Matt Peterson or no Sydney? No, Matt Peterson gave him uh, an airstrike in the middle of the game, and they're playing basically on one half of the table. And did the car almost make it to the edge? Was it getting? It was getting close, wasn't it? It was getting close. Yeah, it so wasn't that close. It, it had a it, chance. Well, it, it, it was going to had a chance. It, it had a fairly significant chance. It was, I mean, Dave's army wasn't going to. Dave was very, have a lot of options to stop. Dave was part of the pun, but very cavalier about the armor card on the board. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, so Josh decides instead of, well, I could pin a bunch of J- uh, Dave stuff down. And actually get a win my here, victory. have a chance, yeah. right? Yep. I'm going to drop it on the car, which mm-hmm. I, I boggles my brain that he decided this because he's like, "Well, that's the story. Like that's what it's yep. supposed to do." Yeah. And like sacrifice now yeah. for the for yeah. the better outcome in the end, i.e., yep. no no tanks on the Pacific Theater. <laughs> yep. So I was like, "Damn! Like, okay, you just made a decision to, that cost you the game, but actually, you know, helped your side." Um, 
kudos so, to you. Josh, if that, like plays, that. If, that, if that plays somewhere into your bug eater tournament in the, in the summer, in June, you know, let us know that because that'd be great. Yeah, right. <laughs> that yeah. sacrifice you made should benefit you somehow, somewhere, something. You're buying for sure because that was way cool. Very on the yeah, storyline. Very, 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 awesome. very well uh, role played, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. So and I, he even I, said I the whole time he's like, was cool. "Well, the whole point is to do this and and, and play the campaign, right?" Like, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. And so, and so the airstrike comes in, and what happens to that armored car? Kablooey, right? Oh, yeah. It was destroyed. <laughs> so nice. badly destroyed. It was hysterical. It was like yeah. uh, he got like the best plane, the best result, and then box cars on the destroying, or like a five or six or something. He's just like, oh, wow. That yeah. is so yeah. dead. He's right. like... I really should put this somewhere else. And like, yep, maybe. <laughs> like in hindsight, after seeing what you rolled, well, maybe. Uh, yeah, no, that story that's karma. Gotta love it. Yeah, yep. no, it it made for a great end of the end story of the armored car. That stuff comes around too. So yeah, no, right. So at the end of the day, he's not going to Depticon, is he? Um, I don't know. I don't. You know, sign up too closely. Yeah, I don't know if he... I don't remember discussing it with him. Just want to make sure I don't play him there. That's what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying. I mean, that is the right. other thing, is we took an extra long lunch on Sunday to allow people to sign up for Adepticon because people made us aware that sign-ups were during our tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Which was good because uh, a couple of us needed to sign up. <laughs> yeah. And <coughs> it was, Jeff and I did. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't our fault for her scheduling it at that time. That's... Not, we don't get determined or Adepticon sign up, but we yeah. had no control. Right. For once, it wasn't yeah. our fault. None, none, no control whatsoever. This is new. Uh, yeah, no, right. That was a that was a first. We we're like, uh, yes, we'll make sure that you guys can all take your time and sign up for all your stuff. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't think anyone was too disgruntled. Like they didn't get into their thing. So who knows? If either or that, they, they, they wanted. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. So. Do we want to? We want to go down how it ended. Who who pulled it out, Pat? No, really. <laughs> Guys, it's getting late. I'm sorry. I'm starting to use words I shouldn't be using. Apparently. Um, so who won? <laughs> who the won overall tournament. So it came down to. So you mentioned that uh, the end of round three, it was Axis two forty four allies two eighteen. The end and the final result. Four, the Allies managed to climb up to 291, Jeez. and the Axis hit 326. Yeah. No, that's an incredible jump, but not... So they had actually claimed the subboard, which is triple points for their faction at that point, at, their, at, at that round. Okay. Um, but it came down to our overall winner, uh... You know, you heard this before the break. Uh, he won Recon Rumble for the Allies. This time, he led the access to the victory. It was Dave Caven with the Romanians? Yeah, well done, Dave. Yeah, well done, Dave. Interesting. It was interesting. You have uh, now got a target on your back. People are going to be gunning <laughs> for you, man. They want your dog tags. So, our best access player was John Stentz. Our best Allies player was his opponent in the third round, which was a matchup, uh, Monty Lumen. And it came down to that Dave pulled off a major, even though we threw in the curveball with the armored car around there, he had to deal with and lost it 
somehow mm-hmm. he still pulled off a major with uh, secondary objectives. And then uh, the best Axis player, hang on, brace yourselves. Do you remember this one from before the break? He won best yeah. painted. He won base, best painted again. Yeah. And he won best Axis was Jason Myers with the freaking Italians. Are you kidding me? Maybe they're not so broken, or he's just that good. Don't let him play Germans or British, that's all I'm saying. Don't let him play a different army, because this guy might wow. be really freaking good. I, I already know what his next army is, and I'm not going to say it, because I don't know if he wants everybody to know that. But um, We mentioned it. Good showing overall. It, it was yeah. a, it's, a, it's a super look, good-looking army, and if anything shows, it takes him a long time to paint an army. So we won't see another army out of him for a little while. So we got about yeah. three years but, before he plays them. <coughs> Yeah, but the quality's so damn good. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth the wait, but it's just a matter of don't don't expect anything on their Italians for a little while longer. Well, and, and here's I can tell that you know we sent him home with so many awards, they had to go to the hospital next week. So, <laughs> yeah. think, maybe we shouldn't do that not. again. Thankfully, not for a hernia or something, but right. Um, yeah. yeah. Nonetheless, Jason, well, wish you the best recovery. Hey, yeah, your good, stuff is awesome. Yeah, good good showing. Glad to have you in our yeah, tournaments, right? and glad to have you. In I was gonna say, I think. I think he, I think he kind of suffered through that second day. If I remember right, he wasn't feeling super great. Yeah, so, he had but. mentioned that too. So, oh wow, well, yeah. don't wish yeah. anybody at all. Nope. Wish the best recovery, man. Yeah, seriously. So there yeah. you go. All right, that was that was a long day. <laughs> yeah, but well worth yes it, right? Yes. Like, yeah, I I enjoyed myself. I don't. I'm hopeful. I'm sure you guys all did too. I know Pat did. Wow, yeah. dude, that was so much fun. You know how long I've been it, sitting with that pile of treasures in my go- in, in, in the bottom of my in my basement, <laughs> going, "Oh, this is so awesome!" I said, "Oh, these aren't mine." Oh, right, I, like, I, I don't, I can't, can't do touch any of it. I can't open them. I can't. Okay, Panthers. I have made yep. a bunch of other stuff, but I get to give these all away to a bunch of people to do a bunch of things to care about a treasure and stuff that I think is fantastic. I'll say. Hmm. In support of our parent tournament. Sure. Yeah, let's let's talk about just that for like 30 open. seconds. Yes. Like, let's just, it's so, not on the agenda. I'm going to break that for a second. But So, so we actually it, raised, between, yeah. between our two events, we raised over nearly, oh, my God, we are so close to over, but nearly $400 between cash, donations, and actual toys, MSRP value for Toys so for close. Tots. Nice. That's, that's awesome. So close. I, can, Which is... Um, which is over double what we did last year. So yeah, I was going to ask that that's question. That's pretty cool. So that's good. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, well done, everyone. And to be honest, we were about three quarters of the support that we had got last year. So, okay. You know, kind so of pushing more for our supporters there. And, you know, maybe this <laughs> format that we did was a little, a little better. And uh, um, I will yeah. be this week sending out an official email to our supporters informing them of exactly what they had done, accomplished, and given this to us, and compared that to our results from last year and in the hope to push for next year. And also those that silenced us this year, I'll be sending the same thing and that we didn't talk about <laughs> them at all. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder how it's done. This, this is the magic. This is what happens behind <laughs> the scenes. Got it. Yeah. No, I'm, that. So you'll, you're working on the pile for next year already. Great. That's good to hear. Yeah. That, that takes like I'm sure that's like the one thing that takes like 12 months. Like quite uh, honestly, I could see that taking forever. Uh, it's it's a lot of correspondence. It's a lot of it's a lot of yeah. bookkeeping. You have to keep yeah. track of who you talk to because you, you, if you hit them twice, they ignore you. Right. So. Sure. Yeah. 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 
You start it's getting like an your spam folder. Yeah. Yep. No, totally, totally see all of that. And and on top of that, it's a it's probably a waiting game on top of that. So you got to send an email and just wait, and then like a week later they email you. Well, you get a lot of you know the, the the ones in Europe are very excited to want to do it, but then they don't realize just how badly that their their VAT and their shipping just like is like makes it not competitive. Mm-hmm. So right. Yeah, I want to try and you know, you know, now that we've got most of our overhead taken care of for the last for the first two years, that you know, our table wise and what we do for us and our mats stuff like that, that is taken care of, that we can redirect a lot of these uh, the the ticket costs to sorry, I'll say projected ticket costs because wherever they are, I have no idea to actually maybe doing that in advance and getting those discounts in advance and then bringing those products with our cost over to us to to present to. You. To present to the players, so right. sure, that would be cool. You cool. might even see like there's a couple like complete table scenario kits that you can bring together from like EU game match. This is awesome. They're really good. I'm really happy for their sponsorship and their, but they just was too high of a cost for shipping to get them out of there. But their overhead gone, we can maybe bring some of those over. So that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm working on it. We got I got a whole year for Christ's sake. Let me, let me work. So. We got time. <laughs> the aesthetics is kind of like year three. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Cool. Yeah. So basically, I go with whatever I really, really want. I manage to like try and work and go to like this is cool. This this I would want this, and then like <laughs> cool. I get this. They go. I can't give this to somebody, don't I? Damn it. <laughs> but at least you get to see it beforehand, and be like, oh, I, I, okay, I'm going to order one for myself too. That's fine. I do, and then once in a while, I get I get a player who is as excited about a book I had, and see him come up three different times, going, "I need to increase my chances, increase my chances, increase my chances," then finally get it. Yes. Or like Dave hide it under a pile of stuff and hope nobody else has seen it. No, actually, that was Dave. <laughs> yeah, he I did know. both. Dave, no, he did both. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I that, mean, that, I, that book he picked up, the volume one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If if uh, I'm still on the if we're still on the the pre advanced list for volume two, which those kind of books are like you know six years apart to get those kind of stuff. Mm. Oh, sure. Yeah, that was a was, really good book. By the way, Dave, okay. I, I I did read all that. And look at the pictures first. Just saying. <laughs> he just reads it for the oh, pictures. He broke, I mean, the articles. He broke the spine for <laughs> yeah. you. That wasn't one of those, you know, um, Osprey Publishing. That was Osprey Publishing, but that wasn't part of the pack for the tournament. That was just part of the, you know, as we get, for, you know, the same, the books we get for the bolt action, stuff like that. That was one of those just bonus ones he threw in. I'm like, oh, Christian, this is awesome. Oh, cool. This is a great book. Thank oh, you really? very much. Yeah, it was, that was that really cool, good. Cool. But it was such a good book, and I read through it and saw the pictures. Those pictures were, had never been released ever before. All those pictures of the books are completely brand new. Really? They're great, yes. They had not been seen ever that was like the big cliche about the whole thing and the stories and the behind it is really good really good read and i was actually i sorry i read that one actually gloves on because i knew it was from (laughs) osprey and i wanted to make sure i get got that back into our our prize support so that's that's the kind of stuff we get that i make sure we get back out to her okay so no that's rad no it was a good time uh and well done on the prize report and getting all that toy cash for cash for toys for tots, which I think is a great. Personally, I find that the best part about it is that they're supporting a huge charity. So, uh, and, and local yeah. too for us, that's great. Yeah, this is 
Isn't Toys for Tots nationwide, or is it not? It is, but for what Renegade Open does, they support the, our local charity in the sure, MSP sure. area. Okay, yeah, yeah. so they're they're so, trying yep. to, yeah, they're supporting the region they're in. That makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Um, I think that's where we'll leave it. Thank you guys again for joining us for this podcast as well as those that showed up for the tournament. It was a good time. I hopefully, I haven't heard any bad, any any negative stuff yet about the about the tournament has anyone else i've only gotten positive and i've gotten quite a bit more positive stuff this just a long <laughs> walk for the two objective yeah, we'll fix that people that wanted to burn my windmill yeah I, and those are all minor things right those are those are yeah. like uh, those we, are things i can fix yeah those are all things we can fix not like your format sucks right like line objective line of structure stuff yeah more along the lines of like this is a this is everyone had fun yeah. yeah, outside of having to walk a little bit, which you never hurt anyone, quite honestly. I brought them water. Yep. No, we were accommodating <laughs> as best we could, given our, our own screw-ups. So, again, Nevertheless, they, we said we will not do the least we can do. We never do the least we can do. I can't exactly. unpack that. I'm sorry. My brain's broken. Right. It's All it's right. getting late. It's time to call it a night. We've gone through Let's Operation Snafu, and if there's anything else we have to cover, we'll cover it in another episode. I like All right, Pat. Forget about it out. entirely. This is Operation Stefu. Over and out. Night, guys. Good night. Night. <laughs> Good night, guys. <laughs> Getting very fond of me gas mask, I declare It hardly ever leaves my side I sling it on me back and I take it everywhere It even comes to bed at night It's been a real good pal to me, I must confess And helped me out of many a mess My sister had a lot of socks to mend So she gave me a fat bouncing baby to tend And when I felt it leaking at one end Well I did what I could with me gas mask I bought a farm because I like fresh air At milking time I tried to do my share And when I found the book it wasn't there Well I did what I could with me gas mask The lady living next door, Mrs. X She heard the sirens blow one morning at ten to six She dashed outside in nothing but her nicks But she knew what to do with the gas mask By train I went for a very tiring ride There wasn't any corridor outside And when I felt the turning of the tide Well I did what I could with my gas mask To see old Epstein's Adam in the nude I once thought I'd go with me Aunt Hermintrude And when she sniffed and said, how very rude Still, he knows what to do with his gas mask For years I've courted Annabella Price And always found her just as cold as ice Until one night the last forgot him as advice Then I did what I could with me gas mask
Kryptonite. Shazam. Shazam. Yeah, why not? I mean, I don't know. It's uh, we said Operation Snafu too. I don't know about that, but anyway, all right. Is that like a detergent? Like Shazam? Shazam? Yeah. I thought it was a Shaq movie. <laughs> well, yeah. It's a new movie coming out, too. I just saw a, a trailer for it. A new Shazam? Oh, yeah. shit. I think this oh, is going to be awful. No. <laughs> no, that's close enough. That, that was close. That's...